Unlocking the Cage is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific at Manager's Comedy. Tune in to chat and share your opinions and help us unlock the cage. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Whether he's removing his face or on a criminal plane or a historical chase, we love Nicholas Cage. Star of screen and stage, gonna watch him all day while he's a screaming with rage, cause we're unlocking the cage. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unlocking the Cage. Um, this is our Nicholas Cage streaming show slash podcast slash YouTube series. I am Meg. This is my co-host, Chris. Hello. Um, hi. We are really excited for this episode because we are discussing National Treasure, uh, which is a very, I don't know, a commonly requested movie for this, um, a rare PG cage. Um and uh yeah so uh for those who uh have not seen this before uh, our goal is to watch and rank every single one of nicholas cage's 104 movies uh, and counting um we will be spoiling the movie if you care about spoilers for the disney movie national treasure from 2004 um and uh yeah let's bring out our guest uh he is our good friend improviser creative historian and uh musician will janetta will Hello. Hear ye, hear ye. I have hidden a map. Will you find it? Who knows? Decode the, the clues and you will have the treasure of America. For the podcast Hi, how are you? audience. That was he a is, costume. He is that dressed as Ben costume. Franklin. He is wearing an authentic Ben Franklin costume for the podcast audience. <laughs> Authentic but, meaning a Halloween store pirate hat and some glasses I bought to be Teddy Roosevelt for Halloween years ago. How are the two of you? It's wonderful to be here. Uh, we're <laughs> so happy to have you. Uh, we, we talk about this every episode, but Will wrote our theme song, which we love. So thank you for that. And performed. Um, Will wrote and performed and did everything for the theme song. So it's, it fucking rolls. Um, I hope it's treating you well. It's so good. I love it so much. Also, uh, I, I thought you were going to do the whole show as ben franklin now i'm just no <laughs> no that's i don't know enough about the man i don't i don't have that deep a knowledge of of u.s history to really know what's wrong in this movie but i can smell that it's like fifth grade level u.s history going on damn i was really hoping someone would because i also was like mm, this could be true some of this Masons. there was a, i mean <laughs> I like know. if you start at the very beginning i mean we're talking just physics inaccuracies we're not even just talking historical so like if you want to get real deep like they're they're not even caring about the, how the world actually works yeah it's real fast and loot like there's a they give the character i'm sorry if i'm if i'm trouncing on your on your format no, here but there is there's a, a character who's supposed to be a science hacker who at the opening delivers like an explanation as to why there is a ship in the arctic yeah and it's like oh, right yeah. in the start of the movie you're like there's going to be a lot of like hand-waving bullshit going on <laughs> in terms of uh, explaining how things got to he be was this basically way just <laughs> like what oh uh, the gulf stream brought it up trade winds he said yeah, the word yeah, thermal he, mass He's like throwing some words around. Also, what it's, was he? Did they ever say what he? They said he worked in a cubicle. That was it. They, you know, they're treasure his, hunter, generic treasure hunters with skills. His his intelligence level, common sense, and expertise are all fluid, depending on the needs of what makes Nick Cage look the coolest in the scene. He is often shat upon for things like, 
uh, what do all these magic numbers mean? It's like, aren't you the hacker character? Why are you so like, I don't understand numbers. It's, it's wild. Sorry. He hacked into like the highest probably. security. Yeah, we are. But I just needed some sort of comic relief character and they didn't do a good job writing it. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So just to overview this movie, um, let's just overview as a team mm. what this movie is about. So oh, we've we got a treasure hunter. I mean, it is like a one-sentence movie. It is. Do it. There right, Chris, is a map, uh, a treasure. There's a treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and from there, it falls apart because as soon as you start asking, like, the why questions, it falls apart real quick. So why is Nick Cage the only one who is able to find this map? Why is he interested in finding it? What is the treasure? Why is there treasure? I don't know that I conclusively can answer a single one of these. <laughs> like that. Well, I won't even start with this because it's yeah. too late in the movie. But I, there's this. Yeah. Like there's so many things that are just like, yeah, you ask questions, you're fucked. So what? but he is he is part of a family of treasure hunters. His it, the, this movie the opens. Gates. Yes. The Gates family, of course, Nick Cage playing Benjamin Franklin Gates. I believe BFG. his grand. His grandfather is John Adams Gates. And then does the does John Voight have a have a history name i don't remember i'm sure i'm sure he does i have uh a mashup of that opening scene with the grandfather that i want to show you guys i made some surprises tonight Uh, this kid sucked i hated the kid the, the the kid sucked but the grandfather in the space of a minute and i timed it he says the word treasure on like i think it's seven times in the space of a minute and I mashed up that one minute into just the places where he says treasure. So here it goes. <laughs> what was the secret? A treasure. A treasure beyond all imagining. A treasure. The treasure was too great. The treasure. The treasure had been hidden again. The treasure. <laughs> he just kept saying the treasure. I was like, and it I- is. It does remain that ambiguous because they never really go like Cage never goes. You don't understand like the historical importance. Like these are artifacts and scrolls that could teach us. He never says that. And the grandfather kind of implies that it's money, that it's just a bunch of and like the imagery they show is like gold coins and goblets. And it's very like uh, DuckTales, uh, Scrooge McDuck, tr- quote, treasure. And I was never quite sure what the value of it was nor his interest in finding it because he doesn't really have like um indiana jones level of like this is important history and i want to preserve it and it belongs in a museum he's kind of like i said i would find it and i'm gonna it's gonna gonna get it even if it kills me and you're like why generic treasure honestly i was kind of hoping at the end the treasure would be like friendship or something (laughs) i i tease you with that yeah. They tease you with like, oh, we found the room and it it proves that you were right and you're not crazy because a lot of this movie is pinned upon, I think, this idea about like conspiracy theories. They use that those words a couple times. There's some cracks about Bigfoot that are made as if to imply like this is about the idea of conspiracy. Is the whole thing just there as a, a breadcrumb trail that we make up? Do we project these things? And then they find an empty room and they go. It didn't matter. What mattered is you're my son and I love you and and you solve the mystery even if there's no treasure to be had. And then Mm. they immediately go, just kidding. There's a bunch of scrolls in the next room. (laughs) Still, there's a shit ton of treasure. 
What I let's, um, yeah. yeah, sorry. Before we all right, let's before we dig into the plot, I just want to give a little quick background on the movie just so we can all remember back in the year 2004, <laughs> National Treasure came out. Um, this was uh, three years outside of 9 11, just historical context. Thank American you, sentiment is in the air, patriotism, absolutely. Yeah, this movie was, I feel like, a sort of an unusual Nicolas Cage movie because he was, uh, it was a PG movie. There, I have a list of all the other Nicolas Cage live action PG movies, and it is very short. Um, so he's not, you know, super crazy. Uh, the this is sort of his his like pivot from you know action star to like kids action star, which didn't really go very far. Um, the movie was pretty poorly received in terms of like critical. I say I see a forty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, hmm. but I think Will, you uh, did the research on this. It made a lot of money. And they had a sequel. Yeah, it looked like they they spent about a hundred million on it, and they made about three hundred million. I don't know specifically domestic, international, anything like that. I just kind of wanted to see if it if it made a return or not, and it appears that it it did make its money as yeah. intended. And now, they're making a, a third one, and uh, also a Disney Plus series. What? Yeah. I think the Disney thing is interesting cast. to examine because you, you're you're pointing out that like Nick Cage has mostly done action guy movies. Uh, or like big, intense dude movies, you know. Or, yeah, or, or, you big know. picture with him. I can't figure out what he's supposed to be as an actor. And and you guys have seen more of his movies than me and have done the critical thinking. So tell me what you think. But I feel like he doesn't. He either doesn't fit in any particular role, or all the roles are written to kind of make him everything. That one, yeah. Uh, it's like he's he's Mr. Action Man. He's Mr. Brainiac. He's Mr. Historian. He's Mr. Ladies Man. Like. They kind of make him the Ubermensch in this. I don't know that he has any flaw in this movie, and it's it's weird. I, I could see him wanting to make this more of an action role. Like, there's gunfire, there's, like, crazy action music for stuff that's, like, they're running around uh, the church there in Pennsylvania, Independence Hall or whatever. Like, what is just kind of them running through a park is played as, like, this crazy James Bond chase. A lot of action elements that it seems like they tried to force in then there's the Disney stuff where it's like, could we have the grandpa talk to him as a little kid at the start and say the word treasure a hundred times so that kids feel like it's a treasure adventure? Uh, yeah, it's it's it. This is a weird character for him because it's a it's one where he sort of fades. His character isn't really strong. Like he he kind of is just sort of he could be anybody. And I don't know. It's it's none it's, of the characters are strong to me. Like the hacker yeah. guy sucks. He's all over the place. The, the what I will laughingly refer to as character for the female lead in this movie is oh like God. she's German. That's her thing. She's just a German person. She's kind of German. German but, lady. <laughs> yeah, treat, I mean they, we can talk about this. Sorry, go ahead. They treat her like a child in some. Scenes. They treat her like shit. They treat her like dog <laughs> shit. There's a sequence. I don't know if you have this. There's a sequence where he tells her to shut up like ten times in the span oh, of two minutes. I should have grabbed like, that. She's like he this should, is he a says, woman shush. who is like. A professional in like I forget exactly what her role is, but she's a government employee. Yeah, like she is arguably the person who would know everything critical to this, and he's frequently just going like, "Are you done not shutting up yet? Like I'm trying to steal the declaration." It's he's literally like dismissive and shitty. And then guess what? She loves him. Yeah, well we do have we do have a couple clips of the chemistry or lack thereof between the (laughs) two of them. Is it time for those clips? You think? Um, let's, let's 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 put them in our back pocket and just get a little through the beginning of the movie and yeah i i uh we got we start off he's a kid 
right? Well, we got our little there's, Christopher there's Plummer scene. I wanted to talk about what Will talked about, yes. about treasure in this movie. Yes. The concept of treasure <laughs> is like, is this, it's a, a like a, a constant in the universe. Like yes. as if there is a thing and it is treasure. But that's not what treasure is because when you find it, you fucking spend it. It's gone pretty soon after you find it. It's fluid. It's not like a like a like a thing. Well, you find this treasure and then you're like Golem and you hold on to it like the ring and you never let it go. So I like I don't you know and they and they keep talking about like well they kept it because they thought it was too much for one man to have. But then what Yeah, the the foundational, I mean we can talk about. I guess this kind of ties into the start of the movie, which is yeah. like why did they hide the treasure? this fledgling nation that notoriously like had to steal and borrow money and like trying to get on their feet, trying to raise an army to like defend themselves against the British and, and like uh, other foreign interests. And they're just like, put all the valuable stuff in a hole. Like, can we get a huge construction project? We're going to dig a five story hole under wall street and bury it there. It's like, there would be so many people being like, hey, we need to use some of this money. Can we use like half of it to raise an army? <laughs> like, can we secure treasure. our national interests? It's not even like a lot of the stuff is from, I mean, it seems like most of it is from other countries. It's like Egyptian stuff. It's like, uh, yes. like Europeans, like I-, I stolen artifacts from other countries. Which is, why is that a national treasure? Well, so much of this movie, I think relies on the audience's ability to like, just, drive over humongous gaps so like they start feeding you things and then you just make up the rest in your mind like they start feeding you a character and that character fits into a place in this whole archetype of this movie right so when they show you things that are like from ancient egypt and stuff like that you're like oh that's that's valuable treasure even though there's no context it doesn't mean anything it's like when they show you a guy at a computer and he's hacking stuff it's like oh he's hacker man he does hack thing but you don't know what he <laughs> you don't know who he is where he's from what his actual skills are yeah and know? like the the speaking to the stuff that's in the treasure the egyptian stuff and whatever the grandfather kind of explains like this was this is an ancient treasure and every time it's traded hands it grows i assume because you add it to your own wealth and they show this like flashback sequence of like you know crusades and, and all these ancient battles and it's like it's trading hands and now it's ended up here and it's like they they explained that it was smuggled out of europe at some point and brought to america and like all the whole story shit. is just and yeah. the knights the knights templar and the the freemasons are like the good guys in this but like oh, I, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do we know about okay what do we know about knights templar and freemasons hopefully you guys know more than i do because i'm sure will was the is the guy to talk to i really i really don't know a ton like as far as modern freemasonry goes it's basically one of the many secret societies where like old guys with nothing but time do secret handshakes in a basement and say like these old kind of borrowed usually like uh borderline race like there's a lot there's a lot of stuff where they're like oh we took the quran and like it's this holy thing they kind of amalgamate different like religions and like ancient practices whatever they perceive as mysticism they do their little rituals and ceremonies and shake hands and then they like give each other loans that they shouldn't like <laughs> it's my understanding of it is it's just a bunch of old rich guys like play and dress up in a basement is kind of what it amounts to checks out yeah, I like it. Uh, so I don't know. The Knights Templar are probably also a bunch of like crusading, horrible, ancient religious cultists or something like that. I don't know a lot about it. But yeah, the idea that like 
this movie takes the view that like these are good positive benevolent forces from history don't worry about it they're all great uh i think it's somehow important i think it also like it adds it, it adds to that whole thing where like well uh we're just gonna use words that will conjure up an image so it's like like you say knights templar or freemasons like it conjures up secret society conspiracy kind of yeah. you know, thing yes and like that people are like i'm in you know when the grandpa knights the kid too oh. like oh my weird God. just the, do, do you want, oh are we knights do you want to be a knight yes <laughs> oh, oh why and like there's no that's never really dealt with like i don't think the grandpa was a knight i, I saw them as like archaeologists like discovering this this thing that happened and trying to find the truth in it and then he's like no 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 we're part of the knights too we're here to protect it and i don't know man I would I argue uh, uh, the grandpa played by Christopher Plummer is the only person who does any sort of legitimate acting during this movie. I think. Yeah. <laughs> a treasure. <laughs> Sean Bean's pretty good. Like Sean Bean is yeah. a mustache twirling villain, but I like, I believe him as that. That's true. But how much of that is just, you've seen Sean B be that character before. I guess yes. it's probably Christopher Plummer too. It's not like, to give away too much. Interesting enough. Sean Bean does not die in this fucking movie. I know. Oh wow! I, Disney probably. Yeah. Yeah. There are gunshots. There's there's a couple gunshots fired. It, it is edited weird. I think I feel like you don't really. You see a reverse shot where he's using the Declaration of Independence yeah. under glass to deflect them. Like, but there's what? also a shot where they like they shoot a taser at a guard and the guard goes unconscious immediately. Like they're they're definitely Disneying up the violence. But I'm surprised Sean Bean didn't fall off a building or like a bridge at the end. And it was like yeah. he's probably dead, but we don't know. It's like he so got we, arrested. The end. We got. All right, so we we uh we after we've had the kid scene, right? We go to the Arctic. <laughs> smash cut to the Arctic. Yeah, smash cut to the fucking plains of the Arctic. We are uh, driving to the nowhere. They're and looking for, looking of, for called the Charlotte, which is inexplicably under this, ice. This is the most. There. This is one of the stupidest parts of the whole movie for me. Yeah, was they find this boat in the Arctic, and he literally says. Oh, this sheet of ice, it, it melts and then reforms over and over again, causing this like flow. And I did a simulation and it would have pushed it in this direction. They find the fucking boat. There's no water in there. It's a sunken oh, yeah. boat with no ice inside. Like what? <laughs> anyway, that pissed I'll, me off. As far as just, just flag for a little theory I have later. We have an old wooden sailing ship in a miraculous place where it doesn't seem like it should be keep that in your back pocket for later is there, if you have a noah's ark theory <laughs> no not noah's ark okay oh man <laughs> i am can't wait where to they hear don't this. belong but uh yeah also we should i don't know if we need to get this much into the plot but in the story it said that uh one of the last people to sign the declaration of independence was dying attempted to go talk to andrew jackson yes. andrew jackson wasn't home so he told his little coach his stable boy i think they say he said, uh, the, the clue is in, in Charlotte. And that's and, the thread that we have, that they are the descendants of that horse boy. And the stable uh, so boy? They know. The stable boy did not turn around and then tell the president. Right. The he didn't like, take like, a note and tell Andrew secrets. Jackson. Also, don't tell Andrew Jackson jack shit. That guy's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> the stable um, boy is like, I keep the secret. <laughs> Is, this, is that so that's really what happened is it was supposed to go to andrew jackson and then this like yes. so like they're really kind of the the gates family is kind of thieves like they're not like protecting yeah that's a good point they're just uh 
they stole that information and intercepted it and did not deliver it to its intended recipient. <laughs> and, and, and one could think that Andrew Jackson was probably a Freemason and it could have just been like, well, I'm passing this off because I'm going to die uh, to another Freemason. But this stable boy intercepted it. And th- like maybe like like because, you know, the, the detective guy, he seemed to know about the treasure already. You know what I mean? He had a Mason ring on. Yeah. He seemed yeah. to be like, hey, you found the treasure, you know. Uh, But like, you know, yeah. were they kind of that would have like, been a fun turn is if he was suddenly like fuck you nick cage like you're not you're not stealing our mason treasure and he pulls out a big sword and then they fight or something like (laughs) that would have ruined that that would have been fucking awesome what this opening scene where they find this boat the the part that i love was people are finding gunpowder and deciding to just fling it around like it's a gunpowder party they're swinging ice picks into these like barrels of gunpowder oh and then the one guy pulls the cork and it's like oh gunpowder is coming out of the cork it comes out of the bung for some reason there's a bung in the gunpowder barrels oh my god also like there's there's a what there's like a bung it's like a hole that you put a plug in. I think usually for like if you were doing food stuff, if you had like a, a beer, are you a big really... keg barrel of beer, the bung would be the hole where you'd put the little cork. You really I've are Benjamin been... Franklin. I think you really bung are hole. Benjamin Franklin. That's where bunghole comes from. I think oh. I, I, I gathered that now. That's My cool. conspiracy theory is you are actually Benjamin Franklin because <laughs> you no one would know Cooper terms. Like, Cooper uh but so yeah they're they're playing fast and loose also they walk into a room full of cannons and they're like what do you think's in these barrels it's it's not a lot that could be and then of course the the barrel that nick cage quickly sees the the captain skeleton is clutching the barrel and he's like why is the captain protecting this barrel first of all you assume he's protecting it i don't know man from what yeah didn't they sink yeah, like didn't he's they like, sink because of an ice flow? They weren't pirate taken over. They didn't find like a ship pulled up alongside them, and they were like, "It looks like they're attacked by pirates." He just assumes he's protecting it. They open it, and inside is a fancy little box with a carved pipe. Also, if I want to protect something, man, I will submerge it in gunpowder. That is the way to protect <laughs> it. That's the safest place. The <laughs> safest place for the key to find your treasure is inside a barrel of gunpowder. It right? explodes like you know outward. Other it doesn't. <laughs> They had like they had to have other barrels. They had to have barrels full of food or barrels full of I don't they, know, literally they any other. Have a smuggler's hold that they go into. <laughs> yeah, like, Nick the... Cage knows is there because he's because he's badass. Uh, know everything, Nick Cage. Oh, he also, like stomps on the floor and goes, "I know there's a smuggler's hold here." And the smuggler's hold is explosion proof, somehow. Oh, that's right, because <laughs> they blow up the whole damn ship. But like yeah, because, so, so he gets sorry. betrayed. Yeah, he gets betrayed by Sean Bean. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna they, say? Well, yeah, we got. Well, I was I mean, just gonna say when that happens that he immediately lights a flare and goes, "If you don't, if you don't get out of here, I'm gonna blow the whole ship up." And like, there's clear sparks, like a road flare. There's like little embers flying off it left and right, like it's sparking everywhere. And then Sean Bean is like, uh, I think he points the gun at the at the hacker boy or something. And then uh, Nick Cage throws the tor- the the flare at sean bean because he's like there's gunpowder all over the floor i'm gonna blow you guys up hope you can catch it and sean bean just catches it immediately ignites <laughs> his arm in flame it. he's like ah yeah and then sean bean catches fire like immediately for- it's like his clothes his fucking north face jersey <laughs> isn't gonna catch fire but the gunpowder all over the floor obviously is i want to talk about the canada goose 
uh, <laughs> product placement during the scene. Everybody's wearing brand new, very mm -hmm. expensive Canada Goose um, winter parka things. Like gleaming new. Prominently with the logo on it. Mm -hmm. It's like... Yeah, they went to a North Face before they uh, before they set out. <laughs> they went before they went to the soundstage. They went to oh, what's a EM, EMS and just loaded up or whatever. Yeah, did, yeah, did, for their expedition. When he makes the leap, so he tells like he finds the pipe, and I, all right, for some reason uses his this own is blood. To, this to, is to, crazy. What happens? Oh with my this. god! Go ahead, you keep no, but keep he explaining used, he it, pokes but. his hand and he's like, "I'm gonna use my blood." He doesn't even say it, but he's like, he uses fucking blood. To he knows that there's text somehow on the the shaft of this pipe. He puts it on paper and then he reads Which it. Which he like breaks immediately. Yeah, he breaks yeah. the pipe in half immediately. He's like because he knows. And for no fucking reason, he somehow pieces together that it's the Declaration of Independence, like from a riddle. Also, like my knowledge of stamps like that, of like ink block or stamp, because what he does is he smears his blood all over this thing and then he rolls it on a piece of paper to like see what it says. You can read what it says on the stamp the idea that like it's carved like there's it's embossed with those words the idea that smearing blood on it and then smearing that on something else is like required or makes it more clear because when they show you the prop of like what he did he's like reading he's like, it and it's oh. like you can't read that like you're right in a there. dark ship in this bloody like paper and you're like it's very clear what it says here it's uh it's the declaration <laughs> no what they wrote was iron what they you know it's like oh my dude. god that that leap in logic there's something where he, they there's a phrase in the poem or in the clue that says like with an iron pen and they go back and forth with all of this straight up mumbo jumbo where he's like it's not that the pen is made of iron maybe it's that the ink was primarily made with iron wait a minute iron no it's strong resolve resolution an iron resolution. They're talking about the declaration of it. And it's like, holy shit, man. Like that is you guys so ready? far. Do you have the, it? the legend writ the stain affected the key in silence undetected 55 in iron pen. Mr. Matlack can't offend. So what's happening here is you have a writer writing the riddle, then jerking themselves <laughs> off <laughs> and being solving the riddle to show how smart they are. It's just like, you know, come on. Yeah, the uh, 55 and Iron Pen, like, if you know 55 people signed the Declaration of Independence, that's, like, all you need. It's pretty straightforward. The idea that, like, somehow Iron Pen refers to the resoluteness, and that is how he gets to DOI is, like, just 55 people with a pen. Yeah, he just, I like he fucked up, yeah, because the 55 was the one, and he's like, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I like the guy, the guy in this scene who's just like, I don't know, it sounds like a prison to me. Iron pen. Sounds like a prison to me. Oh, yeah. I thought that was going to come back and be right. I thought they were going to go down the wrong path and then realize he was right in his offhand comment. But I didn't no. take the time to research this at all. But uh, I do have a whole theory that that the that crew is all British guys. So that yeah, crew, yeah, yeah. each one of them somehow represents. Oh, sorry, or might be named after the you know the king, you know the king of England or things like that. Oh, I like, didn't do that math, but I did. I did. Sean Bean was British as the bad guy. I thought yeah. was definitely deliberate. So maybe they have some kind of connection there. But you know. Shaw is one of them. Shaw. I don't know if that relates. What's Sean Bean's name in this? Ian Howe. Ian Howe. Ian Howe. Okay. <laughs> Ian Howe. Never so this, mind. This leads uh, us. Howell. Pip shipping. <laughs> so 
So this results in them going, uh, Sean Bean's going to steal the Declaration of Independence, and yes. we need to stop him. And so they immediately go to the FBI. <laughs> but there's a there's a real real cut here because they get stranded in fucking the Arctic, and they're like, well, we'll make our way home. Cut to the FBI. Like <laughs> that's it. Like they oh don't... yeah, do they explain that? Yeah, they do. They say there's a fishing or there's a Inuit village uh, frequented by bush plane dudes or whatever and they're oh like, yeah he says bush pilots yeah yeah it's and like so nine they... miles away though <laughs> where is this that's like, gotta be oh. the, the arctic like the arctic circle it can't be uh, i don't think i don't think it's antarctica i think it's uh do you have bush pilots up there i feel like bush pilots fly over the bush like there's not a bunch of trees up there i i have no I feel like that's truly no man's land like there's gonna be like maybe a couple science outposts or like military things but like yeah nine miles to, to walk why did yeah. they why i mean like first off here's 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 the crazy thing right it's a nine mile walk they came there in cars where did they drive from like where yeah they they're the they like gonna meet at the same village and just be like oh this is super awkward <laughs> yeah like there's there's only yeah, they're, they're gonna run into the same place yeah it's crazy i'm sure there were scenes or something that got cut out where they had something else happen and also there's a bunch of dudes who are still in the trucks who don't go into the boat who then Sean Bean and his buddies come back out <laughs> hey, what and happened like, let's to them? go leave those two behind. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> I get the impression that Sean Bean is like so rich that he can just pay off these goons to like accept whatever. What? But they don't explain it. There's a, there's a line where Nick Cage goes like, Ian has infinite resources and he's smart. And it's like, what does he do? What's his... He, also, we find out that he, he does criminal enterprise is like what's said later is like... Because he ex he explains that he says they, like I I I've done a lot of criminal things. But they're doing a terrible job with every character ever explaining what they do for money. Yeah, nobody yeah. has a job that or people have jobs, but it's unclear what it is. And the motivations thereby are also like why why is Sean being this intent on something that by all accounts is like probably a hoax, probably a conspiracy. Like everyone in the world is like your family science has been debunked for generations. You're the yeah, laughing stock of, of history. They're like, "Oh, I can't even he can't even like go tell people his last name is Gates cuz everyone thinks he's a loser." If I'm yeah. a loser family of But like yeah. more importantly, if Sean Bean has infinite resources already, why does he want treasure? That's I mean, a very good question. Big treasure. He probably doesn't have that stuff. But like so I think it's like they, billions of dollars. Yeah, they do say they do say I think Cage throws out ten billion dollars yeah. as the approximate I don't know how the hell he'd approximate that without like evaluating anything in there with like any expert. Like he's not an Egyptologist, is he? He just looks at those statues and goes like, Oh, those are a couple hundred million, and that's like he just eyeballs it. But yeah, Sean Bean, like there's an opportunity cost for Sean Bean. Uh that's probably the wrong phrase, opportunity cost, but like there's a He's buying a lot of C4 and hiring a lot of goons and helicopters and like protect like he he blows up C4 underneath the the archive built like he's potentially going to go to jail forever and spend <laughs> millions of dollars on this thing that is probably not true. Maybe it's he doesn't want to do that. And then once they find the pipe, he's like, oh, shit, this might be true. And that's when he's like, all right, I guess we're I doubling see. down on this. Yeah, he needs that little. OK, that would make that would make sense for me. I think now maybe, maybe when yeah. Cage, first off, like when Cage says, oh, it's on the Declaration of Independence. It's like, well, I doubt they'll ever just let us look at it. They didn't try that avenue. You know, yeah. 
they did. No, they did. They did. They, I think one of the when they were talking to people, they were like, "Let us just like when they were talking to Diane Kruger, they were well, like, oh, let us just look in the back.'" Before, before, like I'm talking on the boat, like, like you know, when they when they confront each other and he blows up the boat. The reason he blows up the boat is because he's like, "Oh, they'll never let us look at the Declaration of Independence." And, and then Sean Bean's like, "Well, we got to steal it." It's like. Wait, right. hold up. Why don't you just try first? Maybe they'll let you x-ray it or some shit. You know what like I mean? Like, lie. Like, that's another yeah. thing is I don't understand why they don't lie at any point during this. Because, like, when Nick Cage goes and sits down with the uh, female lead, I can't remember her name. because I don't know that, Yeah, I don't know that they say a character name at any point because she's just uh. a woman in this. Yeah. But, uh... There's a scene where so they go to the FBI. FBI says fuck off. Uh, so then he goes to see this archivist lady who's like in document restoration, and uh, he sits down. And the hacker guy's like, "They're never gonna believe you. Like they're gonna think we're crazy." And Nick Cage is like, "What's crazy? But a little less crazy. Passionate." So they sit down with her, and he begins to like comically, like he knows it's comical when she's like, "Okay, like what do you need?" And he's like, "I need to see the declaration. There is a potential cryptograph." on the back and she's like mm, there's a cryptograph and he's like of cardiological origin there's a map it may be ocularly hard to see there's an invisible map that's what i'm saying that's where we lost the department of interior and like he's saying it like he knows they're not going to believe it he should just go i'm i'm a historian i found this book where it said that on the back uh john hancock drew a little cartoon and we think this could be really interesting. Like, we just want to see whatever scans you have. Could we maybe have an expert look at it with this? Like, say anything else. Don't say, we think there's a crazy invisible map. Just say, like, oh, we think somebody may have written a note on the back. Or we think there might have been another signer who signed on the wrong side. We think there's something interesting here of historical value. Why do you have to lead with, like, we want to see a crazy invisible treasure map? Yeah, there were so Why? many avenues they didn't exhaust, it, exhaust before they, like, defaulted right to blow up boats murderous rampage like they just went right to that and i do think it's notable though that like they did try to war like if all right so if you're in this situation in real life you know and you've just been betrayed and you know someone's about to steal the declaration of independence like i don't think it's a i think probably the right thing to do is warn the authorities and that people in movies never warn the authorities yeah. you know they're always like i'm gonna yeah. deal with it myself so this is actually i feel like a rare movie where someone's actually like i'm gonna tell the people in charge i did appreciate that i appreciate the smash cut to fbi and he's just like well they didn't believe us like because <laughs> yeah like he is a good ostensibly a good guy he is on the side of the american system right he's like i don't want this to be stolen at first I he think only this steals is, it as a last resort to prevent sean bean from stealing it i think this is a good time to, t to show the clip of him explaining uh high treason oh yeah <laughs> wait, wait, wait wait hold on before we get to uh, that right. yeah yeah so this they decide to steal it themselves so that's yeah. That's the next evolution of the plot. They have a whole heist. And that's when I got excited. I was like, oh, maybe this is going to turn into a fun heist movie. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not a good heist movie. Yeah. One, one quick thing before you show that clip, just while we're in the office and the beginning of the relationship with this female character. Um, Abigail I don't, Chase. I just Abigail Chase. Thank you, uh, Abigail. I don't know if he's putting this on as like a confidence move to try to win her but he walks into that office like with his dick out like he walks into the office and he goes like oh i see you have washington's election pins up here you're missing the 87 you know i saw one once and then he like swings the chair over backwards puts his leg over it and he just starts like he's so he's like oh is that a pennsylvania dutch accent that you have like i actually like oh no it's this yeah like i could tell like he just walks in like he knows everything about her job and he he knows her accent it's like so over the top confident 
I'm like, are they trying to make him this Lothario? I think he does something with money too, or he mentions like how expensive something is. His watch I can't, later on? Is that what you're thinking he of? Does, he does it with the watch later too, yeah. Uh, but I think there's a moment in here too where he talks about how valuable he says like I spent a lot of money on something. I can't remember, but I mean the the love story in this movie is so poorly shoehorned in, like it's just, Yeah. It they, feels they, like uh, bad direction to me. It feels yeah. like 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 Cage is trying to to do something with a bad direction. Like, yeah, that's all of it. But I don't know what that direction was. Like, I I remember the other money thing with the woman now is when he does go to the gala and we can play the the thing after he goes to the gala, uh, and he says like she's like oh I'm surprised you're here. He goes I made a last minute donation, a very big one actually. <laughs> yeah, that's what like it, what yeah. the fuck? You're with all these DC like rich people and you're like I actually made a big one. Like you couldn't look like more of a stooge than like telling someone you made a very big donation. But then he goes. To the gift shop and he's trying to pay for the fake declaration he's like i have 32 like <laughs> you, you guys mentioned the directing uh i am actually was surprised to see what other movies this guy john uh turtle oh, has directed um one phenomenon the john travolta ah. movie that tracks while you were sleeping oh shit and then cool runnings no wow. way this is the guy Disney. who directed cool runnings <laughs> That's, Disney tie-in. Wow, that's Russia. Oh no, never mind. That's a TV series. Never mind. Go. All right. So we're at the we're at this gala, right? He's this is <laughs> all part of his plan to steal, steal the thing, and now we have a we have a moment where this pretty boring cage character. We get to see the the real cage underneath. He pops out for a second. I love this. Course, yeah, to high treason. That's what these men were committing when they signed the declaration. Had we lost the war, they would have been hanged, beheaded, <laughs> drawn and quartered. And, oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> yeah. Burn. So, yeah, what is here's the... to the men who did what was considered wrong in order to do what they knew was right. What they knew was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the delivery is insane. No blinking, just eye contact, chug. Yeah, he chugs a champagne flute in front of the... Like, I think the joke they're going for is, like, he doesn't belong here, right? Like, they're high society, it's a gala, and he... So he snuck in to steal the declaration. Yeah, he entered as, like, a workman, and then he changed into the tuxedo in the bathroom. I think what they're going for is a comedic scene where it's all these high society people, but he's, like, this rustic guy. And so mm -hmm. he's like, you know you know what they were going to do if they catch him? They cut their heads off, drawn and quartered. You know what that is? They rip him apart with horse. And, like, it's supposed to be like everyone kind of looks at him like, uh, this, this guy doesn't belong here. But that's not how it's played. He's played like a psychopath. Well, it could also be that he is, uh, what's the word, His his own fear. He's like, well, this is what's gonna possibly happen to me after I do this. I don't know. This so this yeah. scene actually we haven't we haven't covered this movie we've uh, we haven't covered this movie uh, that has in a way that it's been aired yet, but it reminds me a lot of a scene in the movie Gone in sixty seconds where he goes to a dealership and he pretends to be a fancy dude and he says like, I've got a problem. Mm -hmm. I am out oh. in the you know, and I'm just not in a fancy enough car. And I think that this is the way that Nicolas Cage plays someone pretending to be fancy yes undercover cage and this, this yeah. reminds me of another another like crazy acting performance is in uh it's not cage but in, we just watched battlefield earth recently which what? is the uh 
uh, because it was on <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's great but it's the same thing where uh what's the lead in that uh, travolta is it travolta yes. Yes. travolta is playing this alien who is a highfalutin like they're supposed to be these they think they're genius aliens and he's delivering lines like I'm so much smarter than you. Back when you were wiping your own buttocks, I was being trained to conquer galaxies. And it's like, it's so bad. It's such a bad performance. But you see what they're trying to do. And I think this is exactly what you said. I think that in Cage's head, he's putting on some kind of performance that is not how it reads. One out. <laughs> yeah, it's his, 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 uh, his fancy disguise. We'll have Parallel to, to this is sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no. I was gonna say we'll have to track these undercover fancy cage moments. <laughs> Parallel to this scene, we have one of the uh, greatest hacking scenes. As their plan is basically to trigger like the defense system by heating up the Declaration of Independence, right? So that it says like, oh, it's, it's too hot. Now it goes into the storage vault. Well, so now I can steal it. They're triggering a maintenance, so like there's one of the, they think right. one of the sensors is broken and it has to be replaced. So they're they're they take it out to replace the sensor. And the hacker man accomplishes this by taping a visible light laser to a handy cam with a bunch of duct tape, walking in like post 9-11. Can you imagine if you took a big handy cam and like wrapped it in duct tape with other electrical stuff and just started pointing it around in like a federal building? You would be swarmed immediately. It looks yeah. insane. It, but uh that's how they that's how they trigger it. It goes down the thing, Nick Cage is inside. Meanwhile, oh, to, and Sean Bean's team is meanwhile trying to steal it at the same time, but more explosive with with bombs. Yeah, C4, yeah. guys in the sewers, repelling. And then we have our hacker guy out in the van just, like, uh, hacking hacking his little heart out. Uh, the mainframe has been accessed. He says we're in. Yeah. Like, it's every every trope from every hacking movie. It's just this guy, like... They play the... the I, I, they, do, they do the speed thing where they play the tape of just uh, nothing happening. So over top of the... Yeah, just the, the empty loop. hallway. They, there's a there's a part of this that gets glossed over too, which is the fact that in order to set up his hardwired camera connection, the hacker guy does the whole break in that Cage is doing the night before. He breaks oh, into right, the right. same building. He gets into their server room and he puts a hardwired connection onto their camera system. And it's like mm -hmm. he was just there the night before. Right. Like he he got in. And we have some fun like hackery things too. Like we have a, uh, so the pin that, so Nicholas Cage gives her that missing George Washington pin, but he puts some sort of um, like luminescent. Oh, that's what that it. was for. And okay. So I didn't make that connection. Password. Um, <laughs> he was oh, painting it with his jizz. They, they steal her fingerprint is another thing that happens by, that's because when he takes her wine glass, yep. he puts on a little finger cut. Oh God. Steals the fingerprint, which is a single a single finger rubber glove, and he steals the fingerprint somehow and uses it. You know, it's, it's like some Mission Impossible stuff, but significantly less fun. Yeah, there was a line I loved because, like, with the hacker scene, they're they're doing so much, and he's he's like describing. Oh man, there's so much. There's another. There's a scene where like they go to the Library of Congress just to explain this plan, or hacker guys like. There are more books here than anywhere else in the world. And here's a book for you. Here's the security system on this thing. It has an electromagnet. He says, like, it has an electrical num numeric passcode. Oh, yeah. And a biometric scanner. 
and he's basically saying there's like there's a password on it and like a thumbprint but he says <laughs> it in the most like technical way they could come up with so yeah he establishes we got to get in with the thumbprint they steal it off the glass there's a stupid little i guess this is why they did it but uh nick cage gives uh document lady a champagne flute this is clearly like complimentary as part of the gala yeah. And then like so it's like he didn't buy the drink. And then another guy comes over. Oh, yeah, there's like goes, a little sexual here. tension thing. Yeah, he the goes, Here, less. this is for you. And um, he hands her another champagne flute while she's already holding one. Was that guy supposed to be her boyfriend? I think he, so. He never shows up again. He's gone. Yeah, there's like two scenes with him. He's just kind of like, he's like around. Jimmy, he's like the James Marsden character who, you know. But he's is. taller so that we think Nick Cage is a romantic underdog. <laughs> yeah. Despite Nick the Cage fact is... that he just like promptly kidnaps this woman and like yeah so all right so we get we get the confrontation between sean bean and uh nicholas cage he shoots at the declaration of independence and he holds it up as a bulletproof glass and then he gets out and then there's this i actually really enjoyed the uh gift shop scene where he, i did too i thought yeah. this is great that's a great bit he's, he's where he like uh, tries to he, he has the actual declaration of independence wrapped up in his jacket and the gift slop clerk is like why are you stealing the replicas and so then he has to pay for a fake declaration pay for the declaration of independence um it's it's uh and then then we get to see the little bait and switch later where he gives sean what one of many times in the movie he gives sean being the declaration of independence and it's not actually the declaration yeah. of independence yeah i thought that was very clever I, and that's the kind of scene i think you want to do with this character in this kind of movie and i would have loved more of that is like don't make the crazy thing don't make the tension from action things like you want this to be a bookish smart history like movie i like the idea that he's in the gift shop and he's gonna get fucked because he doesn't have 35 dollars yeah. to fake that he's buying the map when he has the real thing and then like, that's super fun it'd be great if like an elderly person like a, a war vet like he can't afford it and a war vet comes up it's like you're trying to buy a piece of american history here i'll buy it for you or something <laughs> like that yeah, there's so many fun things you can do in there uh <laughs> Another another fun moment. Sorry, I'm just looking through my gala notes here. Is uh, when he has to he he looks he looks to get the password. That's why he put the glowy stuff on oh, the fingers a too. Fry a glove fry. Yes. Yeah. So they're looking at they they can see what keys on the keypad she's hit because I guess that's how passwords work. It's like she's the only one to ever access. Oh, I guess no, it's on her fingers. So that doesn't make sense. Okay, it's a full size ASCII keyboard. Full yeah. size pops out of the wall. Not even like a keypad. It's just like a full size computer keyboard pops out of the wall. And, and so they run the anagram generator to figure out what her password is. And the, this is more like the computer hacker guy is the biggest fucking idiot in the world because he like runs the anagram generator and he's going through all the things for it. And then Nick Cage is like Valley Forge. It's Valley Forge. And he literally says that one's not on my computer. And it's supposed to be one of these moments where it's like the sheer fucking stinky machismo of Nick Cage is better than computers. Like his intuition and his historical knowledge is more L's. powerful. She typed yeah. the L twice. Yeah, but it's like any programmer hacker worth his salt is going to understand that like immediately. Like think- he should have been the one to key him and they go, well, she could have hit the keys twice. Like. Yeah that's any like keystroke logging knowledge anything the hacker guy randomly is like an idiot and doesn't understand numbers or ciphers or anything that happens later when they get the thing on the map and he's like these are just numbers like that's not a map and it's like you're a computer programmer like numbers can represent anything and he would have had to been like a pretty good computer programmer like a defense like like he probably worked for the defense department not like not like he worked for google or something like that right 
Like, he, yeah. you know, he's doing crazy shit. Like, he did work for, like, FBI or something because he's like, knows how to break into security systems. Like, he and wasn't... he doesn't understand how numbers could represent location. Yeah. And all... He's also somehow really into history and decoding things, but he doesn't understand riddles. He doesn't understand yeah. maps. <laughs> oh, my God. I forget where it is. He has one line where he literally says, like, what are all these crazy magical letters or something like that? It's like, like are you an, an idiot outsider? Or not? <laughs> like, um, so, yeah. so we uh, we have the confrontation. We end up with uh, Diane Kruger hanging off the side of a van. Oh, I forgot about that. This chase is crazy. They did a good job with this chase. And also, uh, Diane Kruger did most of her own stunts for that. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, But yeah, that chase is crazy. The guy driving the food truck almost hits like eight other vehicles. Like they're constantly doing the thing where he's not looking. And then you see him almost hit a truck and then he turns. That happens three or four times. It's a Greek food truck. I didn't realize that until watching this again. That that was a friggin' Greek truck. Yeah, like like, I didn't realize they were in a food truck the whole time. That's funny. There's um, a crazy shot. I don't know how they did, but when they're in the food truck in the back, it's like an interior shot. Oh, where everything goes like, over like and- a bump. All of the grates on the grills like fly a foot in the air with their, and it's like those things are heavy. Like they dropped that truck off a big <laughs> like to accomplish that shot. If that's not vis- virtual stuff and it looked like it was real, I was like, that was a rough stunt. If they this, really did that, with they people. threw some stunt people in there and they just like rode it over like a, a speed bump at sixty miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw it too. I was like, holy shit! That that was actually a pretty good practical stunt. Another thing in this post chase scene is, um, so we had we had a line earlier where uh, Diane is Diane Kruger. Yeah. Sorry, I'm awful with names. Abigail and Chase is the character. Uh, when they're in her office, she says something like, oh, yeah, the invisible map. Did Bigfoot steal it? And it's like, first of all, fuck you, Diane. The world of cryptozoology is not necessarily overlaid with the world of like Illuminati conspiracy. Like Spoken Bigfoot like is a not true uh, Mainer. Thank yeah. you. Bigfoot <laughs> does not necessarily have anything to do with the idea that like there could be a secret. map. It's just it's just dismissive. And I didn't appreciate it. But then yeah. in this scene, Squatch is real. She Everyone says, knows that. When yeah, <laughs> when so he reveals his real name, in Portland, Maine. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, when she when he reveals his real name to her post chase and goes, actually, my name is Benjamin Franklin Gates. She goes, Gates. This is the line. You're that family with the conspiracy theory about the founding fathers. Like everybody, they're trying to throw this conspiracy stuff in, and this to me is not like a conspiracy. Like a conspiracy is like. You're trying to cover up something that's happened. This is just like they have secret treasure. To me, that's not mm. a I guess conspiracy. I don't know. The conspiracy comes in with the keeping of the secret of the treasure. Like right. that's kind of a conspiracy, but it's really a conspiracy theory about the Freemasons. It's not about the founding fathers. It's about because it goes way be- back beyond those guys. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just it felt like they're trying to do this thing again where they're going like, oh, can't this be about illuminati conspiracy global whatever but it's like it's not really in the scope of the movie but they keep trying to like shove that stuff in be like oh he's a crackpot he's a kook so we uh we get we get diane kruger uh she kind of gets captured by nicholas cage it's a little it's, she doesn't seem to be there willingly she's straight up kidnapped pretty, they kidnap her they, they kidnap, kidnap her, her. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps they trying think- to get away and they keep saying no we're gonna rip up the declaration of independence if you try to leave and she cares yeah. about the document. They're exploiting her caring about the document so much. And they're super dismissive towards her and tell her to shut up a lot. And uh, 
they eventually decide that they're going to try to follow the clues. And so they go to Nicolas Cage's dad's house. <laughs> he um, is fully dressed, wearing a bathrobe. He has I, like a collared shirt on <laughs> in like jeans. And then he has a bathrobe wrapped around him. I don't know why. And he's like, there's some pizza. When they open the pizza box, the pizza is full. He says, there's some pizza there. Uh, it might still be warm. So he's just ordering pizzas by himself. Uh, <laughs> not eating them. <laughs> also, no one in this family, in this family lineage of men, there appear to be no women uh, helping to make the kids or raise the kids. We never meet grandma. We never meet mom. I guess he's the first one to well, develop see, he does a love say, interest. He does say, the, like, you know, for a short time as I had with your mother, at least I had her. So, like, his mom oh, is I dead missed at that, that line. point. So well, so they had to address that in some way because, like, the bane of every conspiracy man, the only thing that keeps a conspiracy boy from turning into a full-grown conspiracy man is his wife going, like, hey, knock that shit off. We're not buying any more. We're not buying any more <laughs> maps. Like, we can't – you got to clear out the dining room. We have company coming over. Like, Explains these kooky, these kooky, obsessive men, like, need – that role to rein them in so they just erase them from the film so that there's no voice of reason in this household there's only one woman and she doesn't matter yeah so they they uh we, oh, we got before like, we move uh, on from the dad yes. i have a mashup of the dad that i want to share with you guys <laughs> uh because i watched this scene and i was like you know this is this is eerily similar to other john voight films other characters i've seen him so i i thought oh, nice. i could mash up another film and show you that he's really playing the same character in both films. I have a job, a house, health insurance. At least I had your mother for however brief a time. Oh, okay, I'm gonna come back to this damn town. You disappoint me, Ben. With what? Your male modeling? <laughs> Prancing around in your underwear with your wiener hanging out for everyone to see? Get out. Take your troubles with you. You're dead to me, boy. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. Wow. It was just the same scenario. Also, the guy's name is Ben, and that's he's like Ben Stiller. So it was just, oh, right. it, it was too similar. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we we get then we have like a bunch of clue stuff. We 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 find the thing on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Um, <laughs> he holds he holds a lemon wedge like he's about to squeeze it like he's seasoning like a drink or pasta, and then uh, Diane Kruger stops him and goes like, "If anyone's gonna do this, it's gonna be a professional." And then she uses like a Q-tip to apply it. But so, also, I, sorry. Yeah, I think you're about to say the same thing I am, but uh, I don't know if you guys know Invisible Ink and lemon juice. Usually, the Invisible Ink is the lemon juice. Yes. And then you heat it up. So what he was really doing is writing over the whole thing. <laughs> they just covered it up with like <laughs> lemon juice. Also, there's a line where he goes, we're going to need more juice. And she goes, we're going to need more heat. First of all, when they so the dad goes like, you know, you got to put that in the oven. That's the only way to get it hot enough to read the invisible ink. And they're like, shut up, dad. We're working in here. And then when they go, we need heat. The uh, Nick Cage and Diane Kruger both lean down and breathe onto <sighs> the map in order to heat Just it like, enough. Like, how hot is breath? Tension. There's like a really weird sound. Like they put in them going, <sighs> like as they breathe on it. But like, like how hot is your breath? Like, like your blood temperature is like 98, right? So like, assuming you exhale, that's no hotter than like a DC summer. They like, would have never seen it before. This thing is, yeah. 
I don't know. It's just like the idea that that is a substitute for putting it in the oven was nonsense. And then when Cage goes, we're going to need more juice, they cut to a bowl with like eight lemons in it. I'm like, how many lemons does his fucking dad have? He's ordering pizza on a weeknight. Like he doesn't, he's not a cook. He does not have citrus throughout his kitchen. Bowl of lemons. He's got a lemon tree. A hair hair dryer at some point too. Yes, they do. They do upgrade to a hair dryer. Hair dryer. That's a good point. Why I does mean, he own a hair dryer? No Foy had a pretty good head of hair. That's true. Yeah, but you don't dry it. He's gonna maybe, dry hair of that length. You know, maybe he, know, it's, it's it's like it, it's from his dead wife, and he just can't. And maybe let it he go. does it for his other documents. Maybe he's been checking them for all these years for this secret <laughs> stuff. Oh, that's another thing we need to address. Part of the reason for going to his dad is that he needs to get the letters. Ben Franklin composed a series of letters to a newspaper uh, as a under a pseudonym of like this fake widow character had created this is part letters yes this is the this is where the rest of this clue lies they show us a website at some point somebody like google silence do good and we see like oh here's all the letters on the website and he's like i gotta go to my dad's house to get the letters because the cipher on the back indicates like in line three of letter two the fourth letter is the first part of the clue and it's like Aren't the letters like on a website? Yeah, you no, no to... one's transcribed the letters over. Not yeah, you just need to see them. You don't need the original copies. It's not encoded on them. It's just we, like we haven't covered the the like clean room, the like fucking creepy like plastic room, <laughs> the Dexter room, yeah, apartment that they can't go back to. He's like, I had it all set up. <laughs> yeah, they were gonna do it all. Cl- he like bought an air filter and like, yeah, they were set up to. Uh, another thing that just keeps happening the level of care that they take with the Declaration of Independence. Like, every time it comes out, Diane Kruger's going like, be careful, be careful. And you'll just see three people holding it and, like, shaking it out and flipping it over. And it's like, they're always voicing, we need to be very careful with this, and then throwing it around. And, like, Nick Cage, when he rolls it up and shoves it into a plastic sleeve, like, that's the first thing he does with it. I think they said it was it's on animal skin and not parchment, but, like... You're going to damage it. Like, they are not oh, yeah. being very careful. He never puts gloves on, really, to handle it. Like, I don't know, man. They play fast and loose with the danger element of destroying the document. They absolutely do, yeah. It's also, um, I don't think you can roll up the Declaration of Independence. It's, like, probably way too brittle at this point to, like, roll like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what, that's what he just, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they yeah, say, the away. dad says it looks like animal skin, <laughs> but I don't know. Also, just, like, another foundational problem with this movie. There were 200 copies of the Declaration of Independence made when they made it. I think they had to sign, like, all of them. And then I looked it up, and I think there's, like, 26 in existence still. Isn't a much more plausible thing for this movie when he's like, we need to steal it. Be like... There's one that's just like in the Arizona Air and Space Museum. Like, there's got to be like a shitty one somewhere you can get to. I don't know why you have to go to like the big one. Like, there's, there's no a map there's on nothing all of specific them? about that one. Like, isn't that just like one they decided to? I don't know. I, I yeah, don't know. I, I doubt that they when they did it, they went, "This is gonna be the real one." Put the map on this. I have a feeling whichever one's in the National Archive was just like the one in the best condition or whatever that like was the most survivable of the lot. I doubt that there's like an official one and then all the copies, but I don't know. Yeah, sorry about I that. Wanted... I stepped away. So like, sorry about the uh, repeating the roll up comment. But yeah, like I, I said, I said that to Megan. It's like, yeah, there are definitely multiple copies. Maybe it would have been more interesting if it was like more like a Jackie Chan adventure situation where <laughs> the secret was on the multiple copies and they had to get like three different versions of it. Uh, mm-hmm. that would be 
that'd be kind of cool i want to i want to jump ahead because we have a lot of movie to cover um so we get <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> we get like a, a bunch of clue deciphering things we go to uh philadelphia boston we deal with some like time change stuff daylight savings time they yep, the hacker knows about daylight savings what is stupid about this movie and unforgivable is they keep ending up at the place they have to be for different reasons so like they end up in philadelphia because the dad happened to donate the silence do good letters to that museum in philadelphia but it also happens to be where they need to be for the next part of the clue right and then yeah. they end up and then for no reason sean bean asks him to meet him uh on the deck of the the, intrepid the intrepid in new york city and it happens to be they have to go to wall street for the next clue is this like really oh, right. way yeah. too convenient writing that's like i didn't even catch that yeah there's but, uh there's a really cute scene with this little school kid school boy that they pay to um uh go get the because they know sean bean's gonna be there so they pay him to go get the um letters off of the thing but sean bean notices the kid um we got some glasses hidden in bricks we uh, we learned that the back of the Declaration of Independence has another thing on it, but you use these colored 3D glasses to see it. The hacker goes, they're like 18th century x-ray specs. Because <laughs> that's how a hacker understands light. And yeah. Like, I don't... He wouldn't I, oh, say something so, smarter, because he says smart things about other things, but he wouldn't say something yeah. smart about those. Yeah. Um, so this in this hodgepodge here of of scenes, there's this is where we sort of see the FBI get involved and we meet. Um, oh, what the heck is that? Harvey Keitel. Name? Harvey Keitel is the lead FBI. So one of his agents I happen to recognize uh, looks a little bit like a guy named Jacob from a television show called Lost. The blonde guy. Chris, yeah, Chris and so, that too. Yep. so I call I, I caught that and I go, oh, shit, like Jacob from Lost is in this movie and I'm sitting and I'm going, this is fun. And then I believe I might be wrong in exactly what scene it is. I think it's when the little boy is transcribing the letters for the hacker man. Uh, I believe it's as uh, Sean Bean is about to get the hacker man, a bus crosses the street and prevents him from getting across the street. Guess yes. what it says on the little electric sign in the window of that bus? 108 airport now for those who have seen lost the number 108 is very significant i believe that's the number of minutes uh that passes when desmond has to push the button in the hatch there's all kinds of numerological stuff in the show lost that involve the number 108 uh and also airport is the whole show is about planes crashing on islands if you remember earlier there was a ship that randomly ended up in the Arctic Circle. So we watched Lost. There's an a slave ship called the Black Pearl, which ends up in the middle of the Lost the Island. Bla the Black the Rock. Way, yes, the Black Rock. The way that it gets there is because the island moves and ends up underneath it, I think. It's either that or there's a storm that pushes it inland. It's something like that. I propose that Nick Cage was a candidate in the Lost universe and that these this film happens in the same universe. All right, wait. Wait, because what you're saying right now is pretty bonkers, but... The wait. 108 bus is the thing that made me what, go, oh, wait, shit. What about the numbers for the Silence Do Good Letters? Did we look at those numbers closely? I are, haven't, no. Are they 4, guys, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42? 20. Guys, guess when Lost premiered? 2004. The year 2004! Mm -hmm. Guess who was... I'm look, guys, guess who executive produced this show and the movie? Lindelof? No. JJ uh, Abrams? JJ Abrams. Did he really? No, I just fuck with you. <laughs> oh, I was like, there's no way. 
Because Jacob on. doesn't even show up until like season five or six. But I, when I saw 108 Airport right after seeing Jacob, I was like, oh my God, there's no way. But I guess they didn't even know that probably when they were doing Lost yet. So who knows? I'm, I'm trying to see if there's if anyone else has drawn these conclusions before. Are you Googling it? Yeah. The shot, the shot of 108 Airport on the bus is very, very clear. Uh, it's like it stops in the frame. I'm not sure if it's exactly where I thought it was, um, but it's in the it's in this series of scenes. I have it written under Philly. Uh, this is also the scene where uh, Nick Cage and uh, Diane Kruger go to Urban Outfitters in order to get like regular clothing again. Oh, we and have we a clip of fall that. In love oh, I love this scene. It's so bad. <laughs> the men and women's changing rooms that are right next to each other and like don't cover any of their bodies. Oh God, that is it's the dumbest. So thing. out of place in this movie. It's okay. like yeah. a scene from like while you were like a I don't know you've got mail or something. The yeah. music, the it's... music, and the tone of the film all shift completely in this one scene. <laughs> All right, here's the changing room scene. At your father's door and say you're in trouble and the first thing he assumes is I'm pregnant. Is there a oh, question in there? Great. I think there's an interesting story in there. I mean, my father thinks I've been a little too cavalier in my personal life. I feel like there's digital <laughs> fuckery in this. I feel like Let this me is ask a real something. set. Have you ever told someone, not a relative, I love you? Yes. That question just blows More my mind. More than one someone? Yes. Well, then my father would say you've been a little too cavalier in your personal life, too. How tall is Diane Kruger? I don't know. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, it looks it looks like they shot them on green screen and then like digitally put those little partitions in front of them and stuff. Like it looks off to me. Their heights are weird. The height of the doors are weird. Yeah. I think so they created this on a green screen. I don't she's like. 5'7", yeah. by the way. Oh, Jesus. Oh, OK. So so that is relatively high. But like, if you got if you're like a five nine woman, like you're gonna be squatting. They, yeah, they, yeah. This when he's like, have you ever told a person? I mean, he is obviously a man in his late thirties, early forties. To say, have you ever told a person not a relative that you love them? I'm like, wait, has he never? Is he telling too many people he loves them? Like, <laughs> right, I didn't understand yeah. what they're saying here. Yeah, it's well, this is very yeah. awkward. Yeah, no, because he. I think they're saying that he's has a bad history with women, and that's because that's what that's why his dad thought that she was pregnant. It's because he's, he's a crackpot. It's because he's insane, and he like he he falls he in love with government people. He kidnaps yeah, women, <laughs> to, you know, and forces. Yeah, them. it's worth calling out that that pregnancy line too. Like, smack me across the face. He shows up at the house again with like an adult woman and an adult man at his dad's house and he's like dad we need to talk about something he's like is she pregnant again what like and, and like the and subtext he guy? says he says like dad we need help so the implication of the dad saying that is like are you coming to me for like abortion money again like it's like he's a teenager showing up and saying dad i need help and he's like is she like what are you gonna do about it if she is he also what says do you mean? i said i need help he goes where's the party as if to say like his son has showed up wasted at his house before you know what i mean no they're all yeah. wearing fancy outfits at that point because they just came from the gala i think that's oh all right that, that, but, that i do but it is it is dismissive for like she's wearing like a, a dress and he's wearing a tuxedo and it's like hey where's the party it's like uh, if somebody showed up drunk on your doorstep, you might say that flippantly to them. But they're dressed nice. Also, like if if someone is in their 30s and they get pregnant, 
It's not like a 16-year-old. It's like, you know. Yeah, that's why he says, I need help. And he's like, is she pregnant? It's like, you're A, implying that would be a problem. B, that like 30-year-olds would need an older man's help with that for some reason. <laughs> like, how it's fucked strange. is Nick Cage's life at this point that he's yeah. like, that guy cannot have a kid. Even though he's somehow wealthy independently, you know, he's just like. Yeah, I found that to be more like, uh, you know institutional misogyny in in this already horrible relationship with this character yeah that one was over the top insane yeah i was gonna say chris you have the freeze frame of diane kruger who is a very attractive woman like with like the most unattractive face (laughs) (laughs) like she's like she literally played helen of troy in a movie and she looks awful in that point (laughs) (laughs) all right so they so they go to philly they find the brick with the glasses they yeah. use the glasses to read the back. It says something about Wall Street. They go to New it's York. It's spelled wrong. They go to New York. Uh, Sean, Bean Sean Bean He gets captured. the upper hand. Yeah. Yeah, because he's captured all of his friends. Yeah. Uh, he got him. Oh, so but at some point. Oh, we forgot the intrepid scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where oh. he jumps off the ship. A la face off. He jumps from a high height into the ocean. This is number two. Number two times of him jumping, uh, seemingly to his death off the side of a, a boat. Wait, wait, Chris, we have a we have a shared doc of cage threads. Do you have this one on there? Yeah, this is on there. Okay, good. So, I'm jumping uh, off high heights. <laughs> so related to the jumping from the high heights, uh, I go, what the fuck? He's gonna jump like forty feet into the ocean, and then he's like, he immediately a scuba diver like gives him a rebreather, and they're like, and he's like, and I was like, oh, earlier when he was in the Urban Outfitters, and he wanted to see the hundred dollars. He first of all, he says, so they're paid at Urban Outfitters, and he says to the woman working at Urban Outfitters, hey, could I see one of those hundred dollar bills I just paid with? Because he only, or I guess that's the money from his dad's book. They stole his dad's book because he kept money in it i don't know uh and so then he go the lady's like no i'm not gonna give you a hundred dollar bill and he goes here you can hold my watch it's a diving watch i do a lot of diving it's actually very valuable as collateral so he can look at the hundred dollar bill but they do that to say that he's a diver so that we buy the fact that when he goes with a scuba diver in the water that he knows how to rebreathe i i know uh will you said you haven't seen this movie but chris where else have we seen nicholas cage underwater with propelling scuba gear the rock Rock? son of a bitch you're right oh this has to go into cage threads you can make so many super cuts after this of him just doing the same action in different movies (laughs) it's going in the cage thread uh all right so we have jumping from uh uh you know national treasure uh, and then prison but that's another cage thread because he's been in prison in pretty much all his movies and then uh, underwater uh, scuba propeller. We got these two movies. Yeah. He says that he doesn't want to go to prison this a lot. Like at the end with Harvey Cattell, he's like, oh, I really, really don't want to go Harvey Cattell's like, someone's got to go to prison. I, mean, I, I know, that's just how it works. It someone's <laughs> I mean, got to go. That's Could how the U.S. justice system this- works. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, up. so we're in. He's like, yeah, that little that little kid could go to prison. The one helped you with the numbers. It doesn't matter. Someone's got to go to prison. So we're Trinity church. church. Trinity Church. Trinity Church. And, uh, he escapes the FBI custody. And he also, um, uh, they, they, they at some point, like Diane Kruger and the hacker get like an upper the upper hand on Sean. They Bean get the upper hand and they, lose they it immediately. Yeah, yeah, they, they put they a like, tracker on him or something. They like pay him to help them, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm still a bad guy. You guys, not, nah, JK, you're back in, you're back in danger." <laughs> that doesn't go well. Um, and then we 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 go, we climb through a a, a casket into yep. a hole. 
they smash immediately they smash this like grave marker in a movie where everything has secret messages written on it as soon as they go hey this name matches the goon smashes it with what appeared to be a giant wrench and, and then, then they, get they into the just secret take the body hole. out, drop it on the ground, smash the skull under their foot. They don't give a shit. They're like just destroying it. I think this is also about when Cage kisses Diane Kruger on the yeah, way down. Do we have that clip, Chris? Yeah, I got. I, I've got both the kisses. It just, I mean, the problem is the only clip I could find was like a, a, a handy cam clip. So these aren't that good. I tried to do some stabilization on them. Didn't really work out that well. But this is kind of what do you shows... mean handy? Did you film this with a handy cam? No, no, this is off of YouTube. Somebody handy cammed it, like you I know, see. to avoid copyright infringement or something. Gotcha. But yeah, this gotcha. is all I could find was here's their two kisses. Come here. Come here. This is the woman that he kidnapped, and then she resulted <laughs> in her being kidnapped by another guy. And then this guy comes and says, "That never happens to me." Just look at his yeah. face after they kiss. I guess we got to kiss now. Oh, now look at this guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that says it all. That. In that scene at the end, he has a weird line where he's like, well, you got the girl, didn't you? Like, it's such. Like, yes, I did. So shitty. Also, uh, just another thing, because that guy, the hacker guy, and are trying to pin down what the fuck he's supposed to be and who he is. At the start of the movie, when they're in the ice boat, the Charlotte, uh, there's like a scene where like he pulls a hammock down and there's like a skeleton. There's like a preserved skeleton Revolutionary War guy. And this guy like freaks out and jumps on the floor. And Nick Cage says, what does he say to him? He's like, oh, you handled that really well. It's like they're trying to project that like this guy is this like nevish, like bad with the ladies, scared. And Cage is like the confident like. Oh, you shouldn't be bothered by dead bodies. But it's like, what? you're a historian or something? What? Why are you so comfortable around dead bodies and skeletons? Like, let's, let's recast this movie because I think they're going for something and they went the wrong direction. Guys, I, I mean, think Chris Pratt. As that guy or as the lead? Which as, guy? As Nick Cage. Oh, okay. But like recent Chris Pratt. Yeah. But he has to be more like bump. You have to play it as a more bumbling character. Okay, wait, hold on. Recent Chris Pat as Nick Cage, and then older Chris Pat as <laughs> Justin Barthes. Yeah. Or like I, I think could see, I like, would do just Seth Green for the other guy. Yes, like do exactly Gone in sixty right. seconds hacker. Like he played it. That's how you play it, right? But yeah, you, there's, there's so much wrong with how they portray the character, like the dialogue the character has. That's like I don't know what he's supposed to be. What would be great is if they they gave it more of a Doctor Who or a Sherlock kind of spin, and where like you 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 like admire the intelligence of this person, and they could still be sexy, but you know they don't have to be like a man's man. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, they should be they should be a book smart person, who like is good at clues and riddles, but not good at all of the physical demands that getting into this world uh, has. So, like, he should be uncomfortable in the car chases, and he should be uncomfortable being shot at. Like, he should be more bumbly in those moments, but then smart and able to crack the codes and stuff. But they, I mean, they went Harrison Ford with it, and yeah. uh, Nicolas Cage is not Harrison Ford. It's a very different person. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's like Da Vinci Code meets Indiana Jones. Yeah, like, this and, was... like, doesn't know which to be. This was of that era of the Da Vinci Code, the mummy, and... In like this movie, and they, it was yeah. like America's Da Vinci Code. Yeah, they were like, okay, well, we got we got an Egypt one, we got um, a Europe one. I guess we need to do one about American history. 
I and I think the concept is cool. I just think that they didn't pick a lane and stick to it. But I do think that's a fun idea. Like go dig up go dig up the founding fathers, you know? That's fun. I it can't was, wait to see the second one. I, I so I, I haven't seen I haven't I, seen it. Yeah. That'll be the, the, fun. The, the preview for the second. Well, let's not even get into that yet. Also, uh, uh, guys, uh, you know, we're going to keep going here, but I have two alternate endings for this movie. Are Wait, they ones really? that you and real I got, ones or ones and you I, made up? No, not that I made up, and I got the clips. So, Whoa. Yeah, right, that well, ending let's... with the smooch was not the original ending. That's it feels why it's so, on. Yeah. Let's, let's, also... right, so how does it actually end? So we, we go down this cave tunnel thing there's Underneath, a lot of like, there's like a five-story deep hole like an insane engineering project for the so, time it was constructed uh all right so so manhattan is marshland it's not yeah. very soft there's no bedrock down there when they as i used to work on bridge projects in manhattan when they have to build anything tall they have to drive piles real deep yep. real deep so the fact that they dug down there and it's bone dry and there's no water, impossible. Like literally impossible what they're showing. Yeah, also, Manhattan famously has a lot of stuff going on underground. There's no way that that would just be undiscovered. They're just like, the oh, subway. let's just avoid The subway this. shakes it. Yeah, but still, like they 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 would have discovered the it subway when, yeah. runs adjacent to saying. that hole. Like yeah. the, 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 when they went to when they went to like do their test holes or whatever for the subway, they should have gone like, hey, there's a huge hole over here. Well, like, the the subway line doesn't go that far down to wall street i think it it is on the the west side there's a, a subway line down there right meg i can't remember but the six doesn't I think go there's that a far subway all over downtown manhattan right, all right i don't know though is there is one so, where, this, this is where the bull Tr is trinity church this is around where the bull is on so on, on i don't know we'll have to, we'll have to look at the subway maps here so uh Either way, Cage and his dad kind of do a wink and a nod, and they go like, "Hey, let's like try to turn the tables on him, but just like go along with all this stuff until uh, until the moment falls in our favor." Immediately, people start falling down these old wooden timbers. They start breaking. Like this ancient hole is not safe. They're this using a status quo zone. Yeah, status yeah, quo. The status quo. That's what they call it. There's a line in here that like really piqued my interest, but they never gave the explanation. So like. Somebody says, how did they accomplish this with hand tools? Like, how did they ever do this? And somebody says, the same way they built the pyramids in the Great Wall of China, which the answer to should be slaves. It's like, yeah. Like <laughs> piles and, and of then dead somebody slaves. Says, somebody says aliens helped them. I, I did like, you know, like you have to acknowledge in a movie like this where you're like going through American history that like a lot of these people are slave owners like that's a big part of this culture and this history even going back further to like oh the great treasures that were preserved by the mighty noble knights temple it's like it's all horrible they're all trying to genocide each other they're all all the treasures of the past are like you know at the expense of those who were not allowed to share in their in the bounty of them like Man. there's a very dark history that's being explored in this movie that they do not touch on for one second you gotta wonder if in the third one they're gonna do it who knows I, oh maybe i mean i feel like you know that would be and i i was a thousand percent wrong there is a wall street station is at trinity church yeah, I was going to say, that's what I was looking at, too. There are uh, the one, two, three, RW, four, and five are all within, like, three blocks of Like, the there church. is a, a subway station at the church. Like, so this... I could have... 
I could have done with a little hand wavy line where somebody said, how did they not find this? And they went, it's a historical protected site. You're not allowed to dig within 100 feet of it. Like, Wouldn't it just hurt? do that. Will, why weren't you working on this project? Ah. Yeah, I was busy at the time. <laughs> it's bigger in, things. I was in eighth grade or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So we, 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 they try to pull a fast one on Sean Bean. They uh, don't succeed. And at some point, Sean Bean's like, all right, well, we're just going to take the elevator back up. Yep. Because they find the empty room. Yeah. And then within seconds after Sean Bean starts doing the elevator back up, uh, I forget if it was the dad or Nicolas Cage. He's like, ah, actually, we we tricked them. We can, There is something here. And like, I was like, what? you know, Sean Bean probably should just like roll the elevator back down and be like, I, I can hear you. I'm in a giant yeah. <laughs> cavern. His cavern is room. His dad and him need to start doing like duo improv because they were on the same page without a single word or even eye contact, yep. just like mm-hmm. immediately. They just knew. Yeah. Yeah, they lie the lie. And like everybody on the ground knows that it's a lie of a story and the British people don't, I guess. Like, do they not it is it is interesting that like the leverage that Nick Cage maintains is like, what if you find another clue? Like you're gonna need me for the next clue. At some point, shouldn't the man with infinite resources go, I've hired a team of historians. Most of your inferences seem to be simple riddle solving and or <laughs> like like the clues are not, again, like with the fifth grade level of history being uh, dealt with in this movie. None of this stuff is like, if if this audience can follow it, that means that like most, pe- most people who know about history yeah, can I've probably solve these clues. Teacher. Well, the hardest <laughs> yeah. clue, the hardest clue they don't show in the movie was they had to make a computer model to find out where that boat was. So that right, one yeah. was like insane. The rest of them are right. easy. They must. Yeah. They, I, if I was the hacker guy, I'd be like, wow, these have been real easy since that first one where I spent six months writing a fucking computer model to find a boat. You yeah. Know? Speaking, speaking of, this gives one of the moments of uh, salience that I love from the hacker guy when uh, he's like, we're going to die down here. And all he cares about is that they're going to he does not give a shit about the treasure at this point. Like once they get left in the bottom and like when they get into the treasure room, uh, the Diane Kruger is like, are you crying? And he's like, there's a way out. Yeah. Like he sees the stairs and that's what's making him cry is that he realizes he's not going to perish in this mystery well. The true treasure was life itself is what we learn <laughs> not dying yeah so they they find the empty room yeah and there's the conversation with the dad where he's like well i'm proud of you now son you've atoned with the father the story is complete it doesn't matter because it was never about the treasure it was about proving that you weren't crazy that's the true thing about conspiracy all right we don't we don't read these websites because they're going to make us rich people don't talk about their alien abductions because they stand to gain something it unilaterally ruins your life if you believe in a conspiracy the payoff is finding out that you weren't crazy that the is like is, the metaphor of the film the payoff is being the one uh the one who was right when everyone else was wrong yes which is i think and then they what a lot of people go and, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Then they immediately go into the treasure room and it's all real. <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, actually, yeah. we have that clip. We have the, the clip of them like lighting up all the things in the treasure room. He uses uh, the pipe. The pipe is the key. The, the pipe from the beginning. Yeah. And he goes, could it really be that simple? And they find this fucking treasure. I like this contraption. This wouldn't work, probably. I don't think fuel would last. For See, like the way things are going in this movie, I would have thought this could have like... Lit it all on fire. <laughs> yeah, it could have been like a self-destruct mechanism, like to protect the treasure. Like he didn't know. It's they just love lighting gunpowder on fire. They don't give a shit. 
Yeah, I will say, breaking in tradition from most ancient treasure hoard holders that I've seen, not a lot of booby traps to keep people out. True, very true. Zero. Like, and the only pits. real booby trap was sort of the the time, the the decrepit staircase. Yeah, which was unintentionally. Yeah. yeah, they were like they love the engineering. Their 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 only method of defense is the fake out. Like they had a fake sacked room. Yeah. Because like behind one empty room was a second empty room. Remember that. And then they find Wait, the treasure. Where? They find where this empty. That? They find a dead end. It's like a circle. Yep. Then they're like, they open a wall. Oh, and then wall, there's an empty room behind. And there's the wall, another yeah. empty room. So it's like two fake outs in a row. And then if you make it through that, those two, it's it's basically like saying like, it's rewarding conspiracy theory type thinking. Right. Yeah. Like, that, like, and that's a good. I think that is a pretty good trap deterrent. If you want to hide, like, if you want to hide something, put a safe in your house that has like, two hundred dollars in it. And nothing else. And then when people break in, they'll go, oh, this person just doesn't have a lot in their safe. They don't find the real safe. That's, a that's where point. you get them. It's like the fake wallet when you're traveling. Like you you, you carry a fake exactly. wallet. So if someone mugs you, just give them your fake wallet. Chris, so what are the alternate endings of this? Okay. So there are two alternate endings. Uh, let's bust them out. Um, the first alternate, this is the original ending. And then they, they added that, that, that tacked on ending uh, after this screen tested poorly. So this, uh, sorry, just to, to, to kind of set the scene, this cuts from uh, right after Sean Bean gets arrested and uh, Nick Cage is waving from across the street. This is, this yep. cu it's like cut to this. I don't know why Nick Cage went with them for that. He's like, like, go arrest him in Boston. Yeah, I'll come. He's like, I'll <laughs> a helicopter. I'm going to lurk in a doorway. All right. Do you really think they put a map on the back? Nah. It's a plot to make us learn history. <laughs> what are you thinking about? Nothing. There's nothing on the back of the Constitution. I wasn't thinking that. Are you sure? <laughs> Already checked it out. <laughs> During the War of 1812, Andrew Jackson and Jean Lafitte scuttled a ship carrying seven million dollars in gold gulf of mexico i'm just saying oh no what's uh, wrong with this guys ending? one request do you think that maybe we could keep some of the treasure this, this time kind of boring. so it's just setting up more treasure hunting basically it also explicitly says they didn't get any of the money whereas the other ending they get a finder's fee i think that might be why they changed it Wait, when did it say they didn't get any of the money at the very end he just says at the very very end the the calm relief guy goes Hey, you think this time we can keep it, keep some of the treasure for ourselves? Oh, okay. So, but I feel like that's anathema to the message of the film because the whole thing was like nobody should have this money. This belongs to the people. This is a historical treasure trove, not a financial one. Because that's the conversation with Harvey Keitel is he's like, I don't want this. Like this belongs to everyone. And well, that's like no man should no one person should have this. This belongs to the world. He even mentions like which I thought was good. There's a moment where he says like we need to get everyone. We split it up. The Smithsonian, the Historical Museum in Cairo, because there's like the the whole imperialist element of this is like these treasures have been stolen from all across the world, yeah. not like yeah. found, not like discovered. So he's like, let's give them back. Let's like share it with the world. I think that's a better message than seeing hacker man drive away in a sports car at the end. Because what do intellectual hacker people love more than sports cars? Like yeah, in yeah. a fancy house, like he has this big estate and stuff. It's like 
Like, yeah, that's that, that's really what they changed it for. It's like they get big money for finding this treasure at the end. And maybe Andy they, maybe the they weren't as, as confident that there would be a sequel, whereas that alternate ending really sets up a sequel. And they were like, uh, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't set it up so strongly. It sets up father-son treasure-seeking adventures. Yeah, I think, like, I don't know. Like, you could just assume they go off into the sunset and do yeah, that. That's true. I guess I see what you're saying. Like, it is a gamble. They're making a commitment that's like, it looks bad maybe if they don't get that sequel. But, but I, yeah, I, I don't think that's an unusual thing for a movie to do is set up a sequel and then not do it. What, um, yeah. what is All there right, another so one, this, Chris? This is less of an alternate ending and more of an extended version of the uh, the, the first ending, that they, like the one that the theatrical ending. Uh, but they just they cut it out because it had, like I guess, like extra stuff they didn't want. But And you can kind of see where they cut it if you watch the actual theatrical ending. I made something for you. You did? Mm-hmm. What? A map. A map. Where does it lead to? You'll figure it out. <laughs> Wait, it's not over. It's not over. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. For the for the podcast audience, um, <laughs> for the podcast audience, you just gotta watch it on Twitch or YouTube. I'm sorry. <laughs> go to YouTube. Go to Manager's Comedy on YouTube and watch the end of this this thing. That, that's, that's what weird. what what is that last scene from, Chris? I don't recognize. Oh, uh, that's from it's Inglorious Bastards. Oh, uh, okay. It, it, they just into choking. They just into choking. Uh, uh, I had the same thought though when she said, um, he's, "She said I made you a map," and he goes, "Where does it lead to?" I thought she was gonna say the bedroom. Yeah. And then they were gonna run inside, but I, I maybe because it's Disney, but otherwise it's just strange. It doesn't like, say right. Like, I, I gotta do. I did steal that. That was something off of YouTube that somebody made. I, that was a stolen. oh, you didn't make that. Oh. I did not make that. No. Oh, I, I, I put. I put for the. Sure, you made that. I, I put the inglorious bastards. I added the Inglorious Bastards on the end. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, these are both very strong Chris choices, and I love that you made them. But uh, I see. Yeah, I was like, how did you manage to get that that image look very realistic? I mean, we don't have grass, Meg. I know we don't. (laughs) There's no grass. Um, yeah, go watch it on go watch it online, everybody, for the for what he he showed. My my stolen content. I'm surprised there wasn't like a dog in this movie. Oh, there should have been a dog. He should have had like yeah. a hound dog that was named like uh uh history guy. A hound dog that named George like Washington. Quince. Yeah, exactly. George, come here. Smell this. Smell this map. Now go find the <laughs> owner. And it's like he's such a good smelling dog that he can even though it's a thousand years old, he can smell where John Quincy Adams hid the clues. That'd be good. Um, and then like the dog, like, you know, you think the dog gets blown up in the beginning, but it, it like just, but he yeah, doesn't, yeah. It just scurries out. No, but because it's Disney, they wouldn't even they, they would only have like a second of doubt about the dog. Like you wouldn't have like a dead dog at the beginning of the movie that di- that revives in the end. That's too dark. And it's gonna right. bite Sean Bean in the nuts at some point. Absolutely. Just right on the Sean fucking nuts. The nuts. Bite them nuts. Uh... Oh <laughs> is it time to to oh we have all kinds of stuff what time what is time is it for meg also i have some oh order. yes all right well so i want to just ask a general question before we move on okay. so all right i've never seen this movie this is my first time watching it this is pretty much what i expected 
Um, <laughs> I was kind of thinking it might be a little bit more fun than it actually was, but I also am not a big American history person. So I think a lot of that stuff was just sort of like snooze fest. But I'm curious because you guys have seen it before, right? This is not the first time. I or saw what, it once it? a long time ago, but I, don't, I didn't remember it that clearly. I remembered like what you would see in a trailer. And do you, do you I'm just curious. Yeah. So Chris, when did you see it? Oh, I saw it around when it came out and i've probably seen it on tv since then but i think i might have seen it in school they might have like put the dvd (laughs) on in history class when they didn't want to teach us one day that tracks this is like cleaning my apartment on usa network or tnt or some (laughs) bullshit it's a very usa movie and how how do you guys feel like it 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 held up versus your memory of it it's just like i said it's a movie where your brain does most the work and it's it's like real easy going down just like uh romance lady comic relief man action dude and then you know you you know it's just, it's a crappy just usual whatever kind of movie so i mean it's all right i don't think i need to watch it again yeah yeah i think i was surprised on rewatch with how much dumb action stuff was forced into it there's like two or three chase sequences that are just like these don't need to be the chases in this movie. Like, create the drama with, like, oh, my God, are they going to break the artifact? Like, no, the Declaration of Independence got knocked into the river. We need to chase, like, I don't know. Like, this part where, like, like men with guns and, like, swerve it, I was, like, felt like too much of an action movie. There could I have been. I remembered it being more uh, campy and, like, fun romp. To add to what you just said, there could have been more tension around the handling of the document, or unless this is what, this is what yeah. you're talking about. It's treated Before. like a football. Like they're yeah. throwing it around, they're shoving it down their pants and stuff. It's like, like they could have accidentally when they were trying to do the the code thing, like ripped a hole in it or something fucked up like that. And like, yeah, I don't know. The uh, all right, I I want to tell you guys some uh, trivia about the movie. I have to say, a lot of the trivia about this movie is kind of boring because it's just like, oh, this is accurate to American history. I, again, my bias is showing. Um, but uh, did you guys know that uh, uh, all the bad, all the good guys in the movie use Google, but all the bad guys use Yahoo Search? I did what? notice someone was using Yahoo. I did not make the connection that it was evil. Uh, you good, Chris? What's oh yeah, up? I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just trying to get my MIDI keyboard working again. Oh no! Because um, I wanted to hit the trivia button. Trivia button. <laughs> Trivia button. Trivia button. I imagine it's okay. We don't need it. We don't need it, Chris. Um, I, I, they, when they did the, so they had a scene in front of the reflecting pool. Um, (laughs) the, yeah, the, the water was digitally added later because (laughs) (laughs) it was drained for maintenance. Yeah, (laughs) same thing with Forrest Gump too. Um. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. They like run into it in Forest. It Gump, must be though. like a trivia button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They probably put him in a pool and then they like or yeah. they did it close up or something. Um, the shadow thing where he has the shadow of the church. Um, that wouldn't even work because the shadow of the sun changes during the different seasons of the year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That was another thing that screwed me up was when he was like, I need to see the $100 bill so that I can see the time on the clock tower. And he goes like, 222. You can tell within 10 like subdivisions of the numbers like that it was 222. How yeah. small it's printed on a $100 bill that you literally had to use a water bottle to magnify it. And like, you know, like <laughs> that, 
I would just be like, I don't know, it's sometime after 2.20. And also, like, like the shadow doesn't move that much, you know? Like, you could probably get a sense of where it is at 2.12. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just go look like... And also, when he was like, oh, no, we missed it. Like, we missed the... Sh it's like, couldn't you just do the math on where the shadow would be? Like, the building's not going to move. You know where the sun's yeah. going to be. The <laughs> idea that they almost missed it and they were only saved by daylight savings time was like... I don't know, man. Just look around. The sun should be over there. It's gonna be over here somewhere. Um. The uh. Okay. Another another one I got is um. I well. All right. So I I think this is interesting. I don't know if you guys think this is interesting, but that again, that it is it is a PG Nicolas Cage movie. I I don't mm -hmm. know if you can name any other PG Nicolas Cage movies that I don't. I'm not I'm not counting like cartoons where he does. I was like, gonna say Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, that that is one. But I'm, I'm gonna say live action ones because I the feel like Sorcerer's the Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's one. Ooh. Uh, National Nick. Treasure 2. Ah, not okay. surprisingly. <laughs> oh, The Family the, Man. Uh, I don't think that one actually is. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, the It might be, I, I but that wasn't one of the ones I saw. But then the other ones are Moonstruck and uh, It Could Happen to You. So I don't know either of those. The I tracks are older, older romantic comedies. You will be watching both of those at some we point will, as a part absolutely. of this program. Yeah. But so I just think, I don't know. I just think it's interesting because it's so rare that you get like a really, like a Nicholas Cage, you can't be super crazy. You can't Yeah, swear. I wonder, is that like a stipulation of his? Is he like, I won't do movies where I don't get to like curse and shoot guns and stuff? <laughs> I mean, he clearly signed on for this one, so. I guess it's an image thing. And so like, you know. One one thing that I do know about him that I'm curious to see how this goes is that he doesn't like playing the villain. There's not a lot of Nicholas Cage movies where he's the villain. I think that's a bad choice for him because he is so like odd. Like he would be a great Bond villain. I mean, you so you haven't seen Face Off, right? Well, I uh, I have. I don't okay. know if I watched it start to finish, but I've seen big chunks. So he's a great villain in that. But then at some point, I could eat a peach for hours. Exactly. He switches bodies and becomes the hero. Like, I see. So he he's playing the hero, even though he's playing a different character. Maybe but, he so. knows this about himself, and the reason he doesn't want to play the villain is because he's worried it's the gonna, darkness. It, the darkness will come out. <laughs> yeah. He I, I, I want to see cage. as we go if we ever find any true Nicolas Cage villain roles. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, it's good. Well, I was just gonna say on that note, like um the impression i get from him and his character in this film are you guys familiar with the neil breen films yes they've been off discussed as like these bad movies but he's an independent filmmaker he like makes these movies that he writes he stars in he directs he does everything and they're really bad cg but they're like pure like he's insane but he thinks he is a genius he thinks he is a visionary he thinks he's a great director and a handsome actor and all these things and the characters in those movies very much reflect that. Like the main character in the story will be like, I'm the smartest scientist ever to like ever to work with NASA and the government and the jet propulsion. Like he's everything. And this character is that. Like he's the hero. He's a genius. He's a ladies man. He's smarter than the hacker. He's often like dismissive of the hacker. He's confident. He's not scared of the dead bodies. And it just feels like that same vein. It's like he is the ubermensch in this movie. And that feels like a very caged thing to me. I have no faithful findings. I, I haven't seen it, but I have faithful <laughs> findings, and I want to watch it. Uh, but it's like, it looks like a softcore porn. So I'm like, is that what he this puts is gonna really be? awkward sex scenes into the movies? But I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen faithful findings. But oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, let's, I totally uh, agree with you, though. Well, that's that's yeah, that's yeah. Dead on like, observation. Like, what is this character's weakness in this movie? 
what does he overcome? What's his transformation? His his weakness is, uh, it's not a personal weakness. It's it's, how, it's society's impression of him is that he's a crazy person. I yeah, guess that he's right. Like yeah. the vindication isn't that he changes; it's that everyone else realizes he was right. Yeah, he doesn't and change at all like, throughout the movie. Maybe he he uh, finds love. That's his thing. <laughs> yeah, like after a history of never saying I love you and getting lots of women, women pre- pregnant and having his dad pay for abortions. I don't know. But, but it does. But it doesn't seem like he changes his tact. It seems like the women finally wise up and realize that he is a catch. Yeah, it's not. It's so, not like he fails because he's like he like failed at, at courting her and then changed something and won her. So the the character then that goes through an arc in this movie is not Nick Cage, but the world itself. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's we crazy. are the protagonist. Let's let go that to, sink uh, in. <laughs> let's, 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 all right. We we have talked about this movie a lot. Let's go. Chris, you got your buttons ready to go? Well, uh, yep. Okay, let's 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 go to the ranking section of Oh, I our can show. do that real easy. Yeah, rank the cage. Oh, now, God. hopefully, it comes up. Yeah, uh, it worked. Except it's on the wrong page. There we go. Okay, so this is our section where we rank the movie by giving it a score, and we see where it lines up with the other movies that we've watched. So, take us to the next slide, Chris. Take us to the bridge. So this is all. Well, <laughs> this is creature? all. Uh, it's they you're the first person who said anything about this <laughs> thank you it's a it's a rabbit with nicholas cage's face on it i found it on google image search gotcha that's all we got um, i didn't know if there's like a pun underlying somehow that it was like cage oh, speaking of puns hair. speaking of puns before we rank this i want to just shout out to uh friday's great british baking show episode which we could not figure out how to get a clip of those guys had, had their to make- footage on lock they do we're not about to rip something from netflix but so they 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 had to build a pastry cage and they made a reference to nicholas cage they said that oh, wow. nicholas cage loves great british bake-off that is not i don't think that's actually true it was just a stupid bit but they said exciting. he was the inventor of the pastry cage <laughs> <laughs> um all right so for this well so what we're going to do is we're going to rank everything out of 10 um mm-hmm. you uh just literally so the, the first one for this we'll start with you basically how good was this cast out of 10? Uh, at like actually, like how serious is this? Like at actually delivering the material in a good way? However serious you want it to be, well, it's extremely subjective. The cast is more like, like how we've rated this in the past. The cast is more like the quality of the cast as a whole. Like are the actors good in general or, you know, like, uh, you know, that's that's what you mean by cast, I guess. It's like... <sighs> When we watch some of these movies, I don't think they are in this. I think I really don't like the cast, but like I also think they're doing garbage material. So it's like I don't know how much to blame them for that. I would put some the the material will be under the next one, which is acting. So yeah. Um, I'm gonna say like I'll give them a five out of ten. That's that's very Uh, uh, because they got names like Plumber's good. I like uh, Kruger, uh, but like overall they're doing bad like the hacker guy is horribly miscast cage should not be the lead of this movie i don't think sean bean is fine um yeah i have five six i'll give him a six okay six for kruger and bean and plumber see i'm i'm right there with you but i'm more harsh i'm gonna say four because i think yeah like nick cage shouldn't have been in this movie i i think like every role was miscast in this film the only one that's actually cast right is harvey keitel i think yeah, he, uh, he's, he's where he should be i forgot about keitel 
Everyone I'm going to do a, a two. I think one point for Harvey Keitel, one point for Christopher Plummer. Everyone else I feel like is miscast or misused. I think Sean Bean is not given enough to do. I think Diane Kruger is, you know, given a really terrible love interest part. I, I did. I thought this was a, a waste of uh, people and could have been what better cast. I, I want to make mine lower. Can I go back and make it lower? You've, you've convinced me because I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> what, I didn't want to be surprised. Make, give, give me a four to. Like, yeah, I just, I, I didn't like what anyone was doing. I was trying to give them the credit that, like, it's not their fault because the material was so bad, but I take it back. Well, Everyone this is, miscast. this is the casting director's fault. It's not that, you know what yes. I mean? Like, like it's, it's yeah. casting choices. Yeah. I think Kruger, Kruger and uh, Keitel were good as choices, but with horrible material. She should have, she should be in more, uh, like a lead in more movies. I don't know yeah. why she, she's, she's like, great. She's she great in Glorious movies. Bastards. Yeah. Uh, okay. um, next acting. one is acting. This is uh, overall, not specifically Nick Cage. How how good is it acting in this movie? I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a two. It's god awful. Sean Harsh Bean was fair. good. That two is all Sean Bean and yeah. the grandpa at the start. I'm Treasure. I'm I'm right there with you, Will. There's nothing to nothing to salvage in this movie when it comes to <laughs> acting. I'll give it a three, but. Not for yeah. not for uh, much else. All right, this is how fun is this movie? Like, uh, you know, were you how much were you like, yeah? I think the only moment I said yeah was literally the map thing when he bought when he when he had the map in his pants and the lady was like, "You're trying to steal that? It's thirty five dollars." I was like, "This is fun. This is where this movie shines." Is other people not understanding that he's doing this crazy? He's stealing the Declaration of Independence. It's insane. And then, ha like, that was, like, the only fun scene for me, I think. I'll give it, I'm going to give it, I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three. Um, I enjoy, like, I enjoyed watching it anthropologically, but as far as, like, fun, I didn't think there was a lot. I I agree with you, Will, but I think I'm going to go a little higher just because there's, like, a little bit of Goonies element. I think the idea could have been really great if they, I think uh, the idea is great. I just think they fuck, fucking ruined it. <laughs> yeah i think there were so many places they could have gone yeah uh, that they just didn't go so i'm gonna go four uh i'm gonna go five and the reason for that is that i do really love a heist movie and some of the nicholas cage movies we've seen have been so much less fun like shown like really graphic awful things uh, happening yeah. to people so i think this is just a middle of the road it's not horrific but it's also not face off you know i think i'm also kind of evaluating it in terms of like who it's for because this right. is like uh, it depends because it's half dad porn but i think it's because it's pg it's for kids like yeah. this is all this is for dads who watch the history channel and like tom clancy novels for sure but i think it's pg so it's for a little kid and a little kid isn't gonna be like yay he went to philadelphia he knew about ben franklin <laughs> like they're gonna hate it is this the target audience is for history teachers that want to take an easy day in class? <laughs> I think that is the target <laughs> audience. Um, <laughs> the next one is uh, technical. Uh, this is just sort of like special effects and uh, whatever. I don't Cost, know. Costumes, special effects, costumes, special effects. Uh, practical effects, <laughs> CGI, that whole everything, like technical quality of the film. I, I think quite good i think they spent their hundred million wisely there wasn't a lot where i went like that cgi the only thing like that was when they were showing the uh the declaration going down into its like chamber 
Yeah. There was one really weird was it when they were it was when they were robbing it when they had the two heists going on at the same time they did this weird thing where they were zoomed in on like nick cage's door he went and they went like and like zoomed in on the other door with like these weird sounds it was very odd and digital that was the only thing where i was like that looked awful i'll give it i'll give it an eight because nothing wowed me neither nothing was like that looks so cool it all looked kind of competent yeah, I, I'm. I'm not saying it, it's not bad, but I like the, the like the chase scene where she's hanging off the door, and that part where they do the thing with the the yeah, food truck. Yeah, that was a cool practical. Yeah, stuff. so I'll, I'll go seven. I'll go seven. I, I, you know, they blew up a boat. That was a real explosion at the top of the movie. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, I'm gonna give it. Yeah, I think I'll give it an eight. Uh, I mean, I don't have to, you know, I didn't see anything wrong with it technically. Um, I uh, do want to point out though. Uh, I don't know whether this will be my bonus point. Yeah, I'll just let you know. The Nicholas Cage's hairpiece is real bad. <laughs> so actually, take it down to a seven because that oh, was a that was bad hair, real bad. I, fake I hair. didn't even notice that, that but I believe just, you. Like, He's just so eccentric edge, that edges of it. It just it looks glued on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, overall. Overall, uh, like it's hard. It's hard, right? Because I want to give it up for this movie for doing. A U.S. history move like that is a gamble. They tried. <laughs> they tried to do something really cool, and it's it's original. Like this is an original idea to me. I know the Da Vinci Code, yada yada, but like there there was no other blockbuster movie that was like a hundred million dollar budget. Like this is a U.S. history heist thing. That's a cool idea. Maybe I'll give bonus for that for the concept. Okay. But as far as like overall enjoyment, uh, like unironically, not laughing at this film. It's got to be like a three or four. Oof. Which one are you There's going with? Four? I'll give it. I'll give it four. I'll give it four. four. I right. wasn't like angry at it, but I was not interested for most of it. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go six. I ah. I mean I don't I I like Diane I like uh, Kruger I like uh, yep you know it's, it's it wasn't terrible to watch but yeah God, they I'll really get, squandered her. I'll yeah, give it did. five. Five. It's fine. It's Split fine. The difference. So this last one is you get it. You can give or take away a bonus point for any arbitrary <laughs> thing you want. Um, so like I could say negative one bonus point for Nick Cage's hairpiece. I think I might do something else though. So if there's anything you can think of, we'll just whoever has one the, first. I'll give the bonus. I'll give him a point for the concept and for running with this with a big budget movie. I like I like that. I would like more. It, to me, it's like a smart kind of idea that I hadn't seen before. It was like, what if, what if it's a movie about stealing the Declaration of Independence? Great heist movie, U.S. history, cool idea, guys. Great idea. You blew it. I think I'll take a point away just because the the that that shoe scene with Diane with is it Diane Kruger? I keep messing Which, it up. Yeah, it's like Which that sh scene? when they where he literally says shoosh to her when they're sitting outside oh, the van. Yeah. Like that was just like that part. I was like, "Oh, this is real." It's bad. uncomfortable. If you yeah. if you go watch that again, he he's literally like he says to the other guy, "Like, is she done not shutting up yet?" It's like juvenile. Like you just kidnapped this woman and stole the Declaration of Independence. Fucking and the, chill. The lines they give her when she's in the backseat of the car are just like, "Guys, come on, come on, guys." 
Ah, oh, give me the document. It's like he's he's like holding it over her head, and he's like, "I want the document." Like a little <laughs> kid. It's like you can't have it, you little stupid idiot. I don't, they, I don't think they gave her one moment of outsmarting him and being like, "Actually, I'm a professional, and here's how this would work." Like, well, that one time she, with the document when she has to put the stuff on with the Q-tip was the one time yeah. that like he had yeah. she has status in that one moment. I, I'm going to also take away a point um, just because I really hate the genre of like uh, action movies where they shoehorn a romance into it and then they just like randomly kiss in the middle of it. Um, yeah. I just not a fan. Um, so here's we have watched four other movies at this point. Our number one is Face Off. Our number four is The Wicker Man. I don't know, Chris, if you remember the score for The Wicker Man, but where do you think this is going to come in above or below The Wicker Man? Uh, it's going to be tight. They might have tied. They might have tied. And Will, you haven't seen The Wicker Man, have you? Uh, no, no. Okay. I only know the famous B scene. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, Which is not actually in the movie. Oh, is it a deleted scene? Isn't it's that crazy? Deleted, it's alternate ending. All right. Wow. Um, I remember what the score is for The Wicker Man, so I won't say it. But let's see where we end up in our ranking. Okay. Wow. Right. So Coming in at number four, National Treasure. Face off at number one, Wild at Heart number two, Leaving Las Vegas number three, National Treasure, and then Wicker Man at the bottom. Okay. Are this, they tied? Wicker Man and National Treasure? Or no, they, they're I think not. they're, they're really not. close, right? Like they're really like, close. Yeah. Wicker Man's like sixty-two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. But uh, yeah. So so uh, this is. I feel like Chris. This is what I would rank them if I was actually thinking about it. I I might have ranked National Treasure higher than Leaving Las Vegas, but. Anyway. No, I, this is where this is about where where I'm sitting with these two. I don't, actually know Wild at Heart is skewed up because of Brendan. Oh me. yeah, our guests really love that movie. So. Yeah, oh, Wild at Heart. He was like ten, ten. <laughs> like, hey, you know I'm what? Just... Everyone, each, each their own. It's I, funny because I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's it. I, I liked it more than Chris did. But. I, I was running the categories back through my head again, and I was thinking like, if I had to do this for Con Air, it would be like straight tens. I think. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> So I could see how your guest could totally yeah. <laughs> flip this. It's we'll see how Conair goes. We got Connor Knee for Conair. Oh, um, yeah. that's fun. That'd we don't fun. have it scheduled yet, but we'll uh all right. So Chris has got his is uh the cage gauge is we're going next. to the cage gauge. <laughs> the cage gauge is a quadrant plot that plots just Nicolas Cage's acting ability versus the okay. craziness. So when I say cage craziness, I mean like that cage brand trademarked craziness right like are we seeing any of that it's 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 a zero you know a zero to ten ranking yeah. uh so let's start with the guest will what do you think for cage craziness we're definitely seeing a little bit of cage cage craziness especially in the scene where he is describing the ways the founders would have been killed yeah uh, if, if they had been caught the high treason description He's like at a gala going like, oh, and my favorite part, their entrails would be burned. Like completely inappropriate, like for where he is and or what he's saying. Um, but there's not a lot. I'm trying to think where else does he manifest like true craziness? He does really limited. Yeah. yeah. So it's there, but it's it's peaking. Is this a one to ten again? Yeah. Yeah. It might be. It might just be a one. There's like crazy logic stuff, but as far as that energy, that visceral, I think it's a one for me. I I uh, completely agree. I think they barely showed any cage crazy. I might. No, I, I think I'm gonna go one as well because he's so subdued in this movie. Like except for that one scene, 
Like, I mean, I might give it a two. I'm just going to throw it up one point just to kind of like, because yeah. he does have that one scene, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's always going to be one scene. I don't know. I'm yeah. going to give it a one, too. Yeah, it's, it's real. This is the first one where Cage has been really subdued that we've seen. I'm trying to think there's a couple lines where he like goes to explain things to people and he'll say things that are nuts. Like, oh, my God. Hold on. There's one. He comes across oh. more pompous than crazy, though, I feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so this is the acting, yeah, Chris. Just Cage's acting ability, quality. Um, I mean, it's bad, right? It's not good, <laughs> um, but I, like the material, so expositional that he's doing a lot of like. Don't you realize when the founders first founded this country, they had a founding idea that everything would be made out of treasure? Like, there's a lot of that where you're like, this is nonsense words uh, that he's also failing to deliver. Is there any? What's the most? What is the most dramatic he gets in this? What, is there any moment where he's actually pulling at our heartstrings? Maybe when he's quoting, when he's reading the line from the Declaration, and the super brain science hacker goes, "I don't know what any of those words mean." It's like, "Listen, you idiot! It means that you have to do the right thing." That's probably the no most. No matter acting. the cost. Yeah, no I think that's the, the most acty he gets. I'm yeah. gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a. Th uh, but like there were a few points where i was like this is stupid like i'll give him a three i think because he does a passable job for the tone but i think if you isolated any line you'd be like this is the best take you got yeah if i i think i'm gonna have to go lower because like seeing him in other movies and how like what he does in other movies i'm like oh he's not even trying here this is just cage right. being like so i'm gonna go with two yeah i'll do a three this is an interesting one we've never had a movie like this one before also i have i have some ideas um that just came to my mind i think this this could be if in an alternate universe the kind of movie that you would package jackie chan in and 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 crank up the karate action because it doesn't matter what the acting is at this point with that that main character and how believable they are like if you're going to put nick cage there he's, he's just being completely unbelievable you might as well mm. put jackie chan like make it like the tuxedo or like any of those movies that he's done where it's like they just ignore the fact that he has an accent they ignore anything and then he's just this guy who can do karate that's in you know so that that could have gone another way i don't know yeah he could really be anybody you could you could re redo this movie with anybody as the lead also, Who, the, should we should we explore that? We might have talked about this before, but if you could put anybody in that lead role for this, like reboot the franchise, right? Same kind of material, same kind of tone, but like Which they are. That's what. They, so they're doing a, oh, a, really? a TV show and they're doing it with a younger cast. But let's oh. say let's say it could be anyone older or younger, whatever. You had mentioned Chris Pratt before. Which, now, I don't I, actually. Think I'm going to revise this. I think uh, David Tennant or Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, a British mm. guy. That makes sense. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch would be great at this. He'd be great. It'd be Sherlock Holmes. That's all he'd be doing. Uh, yeah, I'm having trouble. I I think that's I think that's a good call. I think someone more intellectual, like a Cumberbatch. Ooh, John Hamm. Oh, mm. that'd be cool. Yeah, shit. I'm trying. Like, I want to say Tom Hanks, but that's just because of Da Vinci Code. I feel like that's a cop out. And I want to say Harrison Ford, and same reason. Yeah. But yeah, maybe somebody a little older too. Anyway, let's see, uh, Chris. Yeah, where we go? The, All right, so on the cage we've been, cage, we've been, this is the I'm first film. This is the first film that would actually that lands us in this lower left hand quadrant, this less crazy wow. bad acting quadrant. 
Uh, Which inexplicably you have put a picture of him in Con Air in that quadrant. <laughs> yeah, it's just a peaceful cage. <laughs> That's fair. Just a, it's a, it's a you know quiet. Piece. I think I'll replace it with this image though. Now so that we know that this is out here, we have the example. Now if we see how that stacks up against all the other ones, uh, we this yeah. is the first time we've even ended up on this side of the uh, the the, uh, the thing. So oh, wow. usually, usually it's good acting, crazy, bad acting, crazy got us the Wicker Man. Good acting, crazy. You got leaving Las Vegas, face off, and uh, and uh, uh, what the hell is it called? Wild at heart. Wild at heart. So yeah. I I'm gonna be interested to see where these land, um, where, where they start to cluster, and I think we're just gonna get most of them in this top right hand quadrant. I I think if you hire the cage, you're hiring him to be Nick Cage. Right. Like you don't hire him to play your everyman like guy, which I think this role more demands. I think you hire him to be insane. So it's weird to see that combination of like, he's not doing much acting and also he's not being crazy. I think what's going to be interesting is we hit the ghost riders, ghost rider one and ghost rider two are going to be in completely different quadrants. That's my guess. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's go to, uh, do we have a cage facts thing? Chris, uh, I can't remember. Let me use my fancy footwork. It's it. Nick cage facts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we just like to have a brief moment in each episode to sort of learn a little bit about the man himself. Um, this this week's Cage Fact comes from this really interesting interview he did with Marilyn Manson as the interviewer. It just came out a few days ago. Um, hmm. I don't love Marilyn Manson as a person, but uh, the interview is interesting because they're clearly old friends and uh, uh, you know we learn about like what Nick Cage is doing during quarantine, that kind of thing. But one thing that I picked up from this is that he has a he recently got a crow he he has a pet crow the crow's name is hugin which is named after odin one of odin's ravens Mm. um he's an african pride crow and he says hi when i walk in this is from the interview he says hi when i walk into the room and bye when i leave the other morning he started laughing and called me an asshole um the crow can talk I didn't think crows could talk. I know ravens can kind of do that, but I guess they're the same family probably, right? Crows yeah. are hyper or super intelligent. I know that. They can they use tools. tools to get yeah. other tools. <laughs> he Craft uh, a tool. Marilyn Manson asks if he genuinely believes that the crow is speaking to him, and Nick Cage obviously says, yes, I genuinely believe that the crow is speaking to me. Um, oh. Also, he feeds it cat food specifically sheba perfect potions portions crows also will they covet like they use currency like you can get crows if you start leaving out like coins and bottle caps like you can you can uh court a crow to like be your friend and to trade with you they'll bring you stuff for food you know a lot about crow really you got you got to look up crows they're very smart well i like the when they use the crows to clean the beaches Oh, did they do that? They they uh they have a a pellet dispenser that takes cigarette butts as uh for in exchange for food, and the, yeah, the birds just exchanged all those cigarette butts for food. That's smart. That's awesome. Um. All right. So we have reached the end of a very long episode. <laughs> Thank you yeah. guys. This is awesome. <laughs> well, you know, I think this movie deserves a deep dive. In no, actually, I don't think it deserves a deep dive, but we did it anyway. Um. That well, was a fun one. What... This is fun. This is fun. Will, what I had a great time. do you have to promote to the world our vast podcast, Twitch, and YouTube audience? 
Um, I think the main thing is uh, I do a, a character show that we do it on Twitch now. It's called City Council Meeting. Uh, we're at twitch.tv slash Scott, which is M-A-D-D-A-G-U-N-K-S-C-O-T-T. We're doing one show a month towards the end of the month. We just did one yesterday. Uh, it's like a city council meeting. Characters come on. They complain and stuff like that. And we've been doing it for like three years now. Um, you guys have both done it, I believe. Uh, so it's very fun. Uh, come check that out on Twitch. And then uh, I'm the also... Uh, it'll be the end of November at some point. We don't have a date set yet, but it'll be a Saturday at the end of November. Probably the last Saturday is usually what we do. And uh, besides that, I'm here on Twitch at Mr. Bucci and I play video games. And that's been been fun. We goof around. I got a soundboard. I play a lot of annoying sounds. People, my friends get mad at me when we're doing it. So uh, it's really that's good. pretty much it. Uh, it's, it's so entertaining. Yesterday, Will uh, like just started doing some Seinfeld impressions and playing like the I Seinfeld theme. <laughs> Yeah, I got the Seinfeld like opening monologue music. So when someone is talking and they start to sound a little too much like they're doing a stand up bit, I hit the button and make them do a Seinfeld monologue. So that's fun. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Um, I, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like you're a very entertaining streamer and I, I hope that you uh, get the audience you deserve for it because that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we've also with, with YouTube, we've been playing on a Minecraft server, which it's been a couple weeks at this point. Probably we've all been busy and not in Minecraft, but uh, there'll be more Minecraft in the future. Whenever you want, we're back. We're, we're ready. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, OK, other stuff to promote. Um, uh, the Manager's Comedy has a virtual improv show every Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific. You can catch it on the same uh, stream that you are watching this on now. Or if you're not watching it on the stream, it's uh, twitch.tv slash managers comedy. Um, if you are watching this live and only if you are watching this live at 7 p.m. Pacific time tonight, uh, it's we... actually 17. I think it's, it's 15 minutes ago because this is a two hour long, uh, stream. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get. That's what you get when you book me guys. You're getting a guy who won't stop talking. <laughs> no, this is, this was your heart out. This two hours went quick. This was a great one. I love this one. So. No, but yeah, uh, two hours ago, starting two hours ago, uh, you can see our short film that the three of us made, and yes. it doesn't matter if you start watching it uh, at at you know at the time it starts or whatever. It's a, it's a virtual on demand. Uh, once you start watching it, uh, you have forty eight hours from the premiere, which is today, um, and once you start watching it, you have twenty four hours to finish watching it. It's it's part of the Los Angeles forty eight hour film project. Uh, it's a bunch of filmmakers sign up to do a, a movie in forty eight hours. We're part of a group. Uh, that's going at seven o'clock Pacific today that uh, has 12 total films, 11 other filmmakers besides us. We made a short movie. That's really weird and fun. Um, it's called uh, me, you and Marlin and uh, you know, look for it. The group name is the manager's uh, special and uh, yeah. I play a coffee mug. <laughs> yes. uh, and if you want that link, we'll paste it into the chat. I imagine. Uh, yeah. And, um, and also uh, there's no guarantee about this, but there will be other screenings. So if we do well at the screening, um, we may advance to the audience awards, which will be on November 1st um, or the best of. There's absolutely no guarantee. The movies this year have been really, really good. So this yeah. may be your only chance. And also, so get we'll, we'll... out there and vote for us. And that's the only important <laughs> election you should participate in. That's the only one, only thing going on. And uh, um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it'll be on YouTube eventually once the festival's over. This show, we're back next week on Sunday. We are in honor of Halloween. We are, yes, America. <laughs> this is not a MAGA hat. This is just a red, white, and blue flag hat. Please. I can attest to the fact that Chris has had that hat since 2014. 
um it, the the uh our next week's show uh in honor of halloween we are watching the movie mandy uh our guest oh, yeah. is john serpico a uh, Boston comedian. We're really excited for this one. It's going to be uh, creepy, and Chris and I are going to have to watch it during the daytime so we don't get scared. I almost did that one. You said it might be too scary. I, I know. We're, we're going to, we got to do it. Um, so, yeah, we, so tune, tune, tune in next week for that. What? We, we got to have Will back. We will have Will one. back. We absolutely will. Oh, maybe we back. should do National Treasure too. Oh, we got yeah. We do have someone booked for that. Um, oh, okay. But. Uh, we, no, I'm happy to not do another one of these. Movies I think that too. might be more interesting to get your perspective on a different type of, yeah. <laughs> a different, a different cage. Last thing, um, we are collecting donations for the Downtown Women's Center, a downtown LA organization that's focused on serving and empowering women who are experiencing homelessness and formerly homeless women. Um, the link is on the closing slide. Uh, if you feel like donating, that'd be awesome. And as Chris always says, I don't know when you're going to listen to this episode, but given that today it is October 25th, Please vote. Vote. Just, yeah. There's oh. no, ex- no no reason not to. And the podcast uh, is available Tuesday mornings. Yes. Um, oh, my God. That was a lot. Guys, anything I forgot? Mm-hmm. The Pledge of Allegiance. let's uh let's let's call it a day. Let's all take our little bathroom breaks and get some water. And this has been a long one. This has been All a right. great, guys. Thank Happy you. birthday. Excellent. Happy Thank birthday, America. <laughs> Will, you're amazing. <laughs> Happy great. birthday, America. Thank you. Thanks, job. Amazing. All right. See you all next week. See you, guys. <laughs> Unlocking the Cage is produced by The Manager Special. Music by Will Janetta. Check out our other shows, as well as sketches, animation, and short films at managerscomedy.com.